Now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. The best there is. The best there was. And the best there ever It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Tickets to the Congos will be the giveaway at 7.30. Congos going to be at the Canes. Congos are going to be at the Canes on October 1st. Uh, Gimpy wants to talk about theft. We've got a patio party tomorrow night. It's going to be at McNelly South, 71st in Yale, right there behind CVS. Come enjoy $3 Miller Lights draft. Woo! Ice cold. One of their delicious burgers, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. They do so many different uh, varieties of burgers. Maybe a little steak and frites. A little steak and frites. What's that, Sam? Definitely beer. What's That's steak what and I'm... frites? I don't know. Steak with those little crunchy onions on top? French fries. <laughs> steak and oh. french fries. Right, right. right. With a uh, lot of butter soppy sauce. Yeah. Uh, Smash Burger sells, I don't know if they still do, but when I was working there, veggie frites. And they were basically just like carrot sticks 
and uh, I think it was like green beans or something like that. Get out of here. Flash fried or whatever. Why? You're still frying it, so it's not healthy. Not healthy, but it's not but meat. It, yeah. You're not a vegetarian if it's... Oh. Well, that was a big eye roll. <laughs> really I've like... never seen you eye roll that big for anything. Is that really... Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> what is it? Just vegans. I feel like anybody that's a vegan is annoying. Sorry if you're a vegan. Wow. <laughs> They just, just want to tell you about it. Really aggressive. <laughs> they always just want to talk about that. That's it. And they always want to convert you. It's never like, oh, enjoy your meat and you enjoy your veggies. I, I know a couple great people that never talk. I didn't even know they were vegan. Well, that <laughs> they're the they're any, the special ones. Right. So then there's two that don't even know each other. Okay. Well, then you know what? Then ha- then ha- those people that aren't talking about it, I don't know. They're vegans. How am I supposed to know if they're not talking Wait, about so what they Wait, so your complaint eat? is vegans talk about it all the time, and then your counter-argument to that is, well, how am I supposed to know if you don't talk about it? Well, no, I'm just realizing that is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know it to be that way. I know the joke that how do you know someone's vegan, they tell you. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. you know someone runs a triathlon, they tell you. Mm-hmm. How do you know someone went to Starbucks this morning, they tell you. Mm-hmm. Well... It's just my experience with vegans, and I don't like it very much because I like meat, so I don't want to hear about your vegetable story. I do I do enjoy a nice steak every once in a while, a hamburger, mm, yes. but I've had some vegetarian meals that are quite delicious. Yeah, but that's rare. I mean, like, if you were to give me a vegetarian meal versus a meal with, like, meat in it, I would like the meat. It's like you're liking the vegetarian because you're like, oh, maybe you almost got it. Salads are pretty great. As an appetizer. Oh, real. <laughs> Not as like the main course. You've never had a salad meal? Chef salad or something like that. Yeah, I've had a salad, but I'd rather be eating steak. How about soup? Mm, Not a big soup guy. Liar. Hey, do you want. You're totally the soup guy. (laughs) Do you want this soup or this, you know, giant steak, you know, cooked perfectly? I'm going steak every time. Depends on how I'm feeling. Get your soup out of here. Depends on if I want to spend some time in the toilet. I mean, it just depends. (laughs) True. When you're sick, right? You don't eat. Steak <laughs> when you got the cold or the flu or something. I'm chicken noodle. Yeah, because you you know you're sick. You can't, but you want to. You're like, right. I wish I wasn't sick true. so I could have some meat. But since I'm, <laughs> I'll get some soup. <laughs> uh, so I had an experience this morning that I, I hadn't had with a national story in maybe ever. And so we all know who Jeffrey Epstein is, right? He's this alleged scumbag, which most of us believe to be true, yep. that he trafficked children for mm-hmm. sexual reasons. Mm-hmm. And he has pled not guilty. This morning they found him um, in the fetal position, blue in the face, um, with some sort of injury to his neck inside his prison cell. Think somebody got a hold of him? No, he's in solitary. Okay. Um, and I, unless, I mean, I guess it's possible someone could have got in there, but uh, I was like, no, MFR. Right, don't let him get off that easy. No, no. Yeah. You know, I read something uh, in an article the other, the other day, and it said once that they had braces or whatever, the braces were off, they were too old for him. Talking about the girls or Braces, whatever. oh. Yeah. yeah. God. I read that, and I was like, dude, that's, that's Like, he disturbing. said that? Yeah, yeah. Yuck. I forget what article it was, but I was, you know, going through Facebook or whatever and seeing it. And uh, uh, that that gave me the, the heebie-jeebies. I was like, God, Lord, I mean, man. I hear you, that is, but who knows the context that mm-hmm. was in? Mm-hmm. A little grass on the field, play ball type of thing? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, guys, I, every guy I know has said that as yeah. a joke. Right, of course, of course. Well, 
that's fine that you can say it as a joke because you didn't molest children. If you've molested children, you can't say <laughs> those jokes anymore. Funny. Right. Yeah. You can't say those jokes anymore. <laughs> yeah. But if you didn't know he did that yeah. and he yeah. said that, you would be like, that's what a, what a smart ass. Yeah. yeah. Until you found out he molested children, you're like, ooh. Mm, right. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> no, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, I get it. All the people that were friends with Jeffrey Dahmer was always like, um, I could kill you. I'm so hungry. <laughs> and people were like, ah, you silly neighbor, Jeffrey. <laughs> Little did they know. Little did they know he was serious. <laughs> so it's like, we want him for this crime because we feel like he's guilty. So we want like justice. Whoa, that sounds really, um, that sounds really uh, Salem witch trial-y. <laughs> we want I'm, him for this crime. Yeah. I, if yeah. he's guilty uh-huh. and they can prove he's guilty, mm-hmm. yes, I want him to be punished. Well, didn't they find like a bunch of like pictures on his computer or stuff? Like, there's I mean, I don't out know. there that pretty well indicates there this was dude's evidence that OJ Simpson did it. So, <laughs> if the glove don't fit, you must. I'm quit. just there's <laughs> yeah, that, that's there's not a good of, case to. First of all, it is. He was found not guilty, and we all feel he did it. Mm-hmm. So it's up to. <laughs> The court and the people that do that to prove his guilt. And if they can, then yeah, I want him to fry. So we're like... But I don't want him to get a pass either. I, don't I want, want you dead, just not yet. If you I did want it. him dead by accordance to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That if he that. did these things and they can prove he did it. Yeah. Yes, I do. I get... I'm, I hear you, but I'd like to hold a little bit of hope on to trusting the system. <laughs> That's a I've lot seen of hope, one man. too many Netflix documentaries <laughs> yeah. that this could not go well. And he's got a ton of money and he's yeah. got a ton of power and a ton of people to delete stuff and send stuff. So it makes me trust him even less yeah. to get out of stuff. And because he's gotten in trouble before and gotten away with it, like yeah. not a big deal. So I it's harder for me. I do trust our system, but I trust our system in like, I guess, 90 of the average cases. But when you've got a guy that's like that rich, has that many connections, it makes me nervous about whether or not he will get in trouble for the crime. And it's it's not your average person. It's somebody else that has people working for him to make him not guilty. Yeah. Isn't it weird? We don't want him to get any breaks, but we want ASAP Rock to get breaks. Right? The rapper that got arrested Mm -hmm. in Sweden and they feel like it's not worthy. And people, even the president, are getting involved in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Americans get arrested for crimes they didn't commit in other countries all the time, and nobody calls on their behalf. Right. Well, that's so because- why should he get special treatment because he's a celebrity, but this person were like, damn no. I think damn no all the time. That Well, what do you mean by special treatment? Well, nobody's, the president doesn't call on behalf of all of these other Americans that get arrested but what in do you other countries. mean a special treatment for the Epstein? I don't think he should get special treatment. I don't think anybody should. Any celebrity, by any socioeconomic class. Well, I'd, I so guess... So that's what I mean by hope. Like, it should be the same all across the board. Oh, I wish it was that way, but I don't think it's that way when someone's that powerful and they know, like, judges' wives and, like, that kind of thing. I think it just... It makes me trust it less, I you guess. You mean daughters. Right. But, no, I mean just his connections yeah, to everybody. I, except I think the, you know, the jig is up now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's aware he got, you know taken easy on before. Mm-hmm. Everybody's aware that he knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The the case is under so much more scrutiny than it's ever been. This guy's been under scrutiny for decades, but no more. I mean, he's under more now than he ever has been. Listen, he could still get scot-free because as in the O.J. Simpson case, 
the prosecutors and the police work was sh- it was shady at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going. I know, that. right? For a second, <laughs> I was like, like Ooh. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. Are we loaded? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> uh, shady at best, right? Mm-hmm. So that's completely out of my control. So I don't want to just jump to automatically fry him. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Fine, I just then you feel ha- like- fine. Then you have to have that with every single case on public perception. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, because I feel like this guy's done it before. All the stuff that they have not on proven, him. Not proven, not proven. He just got off easy before, like a lesser charge. <laughs> I don't know another way to say that. Either way, he, he still did not get charged with that crime. So <laughs> right. I hear what you're saying, and I agree. But you have to be a little bit blind about it. And well, you have to go, this is what the history of his criminal record is. Yeah, if you were to ask me to be a juror, I'd be like, nope. I think he's guilty. I think he's done bad things. And, you know, I think he should fry for it. You know, I wouldn't get picked. What's fun is, like, this guy could get tried. He can get convicted. He can get convicted, sent to prison, right, whatever, and still <laughs> get pardoned. Why? That's one thing you forget about. All you got to do, what, a presidential pardon. Can a pardon governor, anybody. Yeah, a governor can pardon anybody. So grease a few palms, be friends with somebody, whatevs. Hey, man. Epstein, you're out. I pardon you from all charges. Oh, my God. Ain't if that any, some bull? If any governor or president <laughs> pardoned him, like, there would be an, uh, that would be an outrage. Like, you would pardon yeah, a chomo? That's the thing. I mean, oh God. when you're dealing with somebody like this who's got so much money, so much power, it mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me that, all right, listen, here's what we got to do. We got to go through, we got to go through the motions. We got to go through the courts. We got to go through the trial, the sentencing, and then we're, we're going to take care of you after it's all said and done. I hope no governor or president has ever pardoned a chomo. I don't think so. I'd like to think not. I'd like to think not, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's scary to think about it. Well, I mean, I guess because, like, it's never, it's not like something that's, like, 100% on the news when they pardon somebody. Or, because I know it was, like, I think it was Bill Clinton that pardoned a bunch of people on his last day or something. And it's not, Typically like. Typically, a lot, that's usually when it happens. Right. Is when the, your last term, mm-hmm. on, like, the last few months of your term is when you do it. Right. So instead of pardoning people. Why don't we just legalize weed federally, man? That that's a much better. Uh, Except the people well, that are getting pardoned aren't typically <laughs> weed. And even then, if you legalize that, then the people serving their crimes are not not guilty of the crime that they right. committed when it wasn't legal. I'm just saying, if this is going to be like my last thing I do before I leave office, screw pardoning somebody. We're legalizing marijuana recreationally federally all around. You go ahead, get high, have fun. What I would do for president. Can't be for press. <laughs> 2020. Uh, yeah. You would say that, then it wouldn't get done. And you'd be like, ah, the next guy nah. will do it. <laughs> Clinton had 18 pardons. Wow. 18, wow. Yeah. Trump's already at 11. And already at 11. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Obama had two, four, six, seven. Wow. Mm. W had two, four, five. Yeah, I think pardons are good if like someone really got screwed over. You know, and shouldn't be in prison. That's like so much research, though. If you had that power to literally just get somebody out of jail and, hey, you can walk free, I'd have to watch like four documentaries on their case at least. I mean, <laughs> I Clinton, Clinton pardoned his brother. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. 
Come on, if you're the president. Yes. I'd pardon my brother. Yeah. Family, friends, stuff like that. Yeah. Can be just going to the roster like, damn, you look good, girl. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Sex trafficking come my way. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You would totally pardon your brother. You yeah. have to. Yeah. Oh, my God. People that helped you get elected? Yeah. I feel like, but though, you know, like... I work at iHeartMedia. My boyfriend can't win any of our giveaways, and either can yeah. my family members. So I think it should be the same thing. Like, yes, you're president, but your family members yeah. can't, you know, get those things. Though it feels like this is a government. <laughs> it's not. It's just a job with, you know, other people can give input on. So I think that when it comes to the president, it, the presidential pardons have been um, defended for year, like decades since the beginning of our country mm-hmm. in the Federalist Papers, that it's, it's defended. It is an important part of the process. You know, I don't always love it. Yeah. As much as I don't want him to pardon Jeffrey Epstein, he could. He could, yeah. and that's what's scary. And, and what you're gonna be more mad at him? Yeah. <laughs> at the president? More grumpy. That's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> white wine angry. Right, right. Yes, white wine angry. Keyboard tough guy. Yeah, a little white I'll, wine justice. I'll share like three memes of like, screw you. <laughs> and that's the point, right? I mean, nobody's really going to get that mad. Or do anything about it because he's allowed to do that because he's president. There might be. I feel like there's a way for those to be revoked, mm-hmm. but it's quite the process. Oh, my God. Be like, hey, you you get out of jail. Congratulations. And then someone else can start a process of being like, just kidding. Come back here. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Except I don't think it's like you get out tomorrow. Like, I grant you, you're being pardoned. You get out in an hour. I think there's like a delay before that process okay. to be triggered. And, and once it's triggered, then you're delayed even more. Oh, okay. So it's not like he just like signs a paper and they're like... You know, yes, it's not like in the firm <laughs> with Tom out? Cruise where he <laughs> wants his brother out and he gets out within hours. Oh, I Federal I agents just don't walk over and get him and then take him out. I know you were eating your Bye, mold, your here's mold, some bus fare. <laughs> your moldy meatloaf. <laughs> because, Put it down. <laughs> because all prisons are, you know, out in the middle of nowhere and there's some diner half a mile away from the prison that all criminals get stopped at yeah. and dropped off at. Trying to just eat some overpriced waffles. For the first time, and then they use up most of their card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's that way. Anyway, so I saw that this morning. I was like, no, I want him to be tried. Mm-hmm. More importantly, I want the names of every MFR that participated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Whistleblow, bitch. Dog right. them all. Right? You're gonna get, listen, if you make it into prison, you're getting killed anyway. So let's just get some redemption on your way out. For real. Like, do do the right thing for once before, you know, you go to prison and have to take it. Ah, Ugh, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah. in, the, uh, in, any other, in any other conversation that may have been an erotic sound from Sam, <laughs> but in that it was not. It was Ugh, not. I know. Really creepy. It was totally an, an, an any, not an Audi. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. We've got Conspiracy Thursday. We've also got tickets to the Congos. We're going to give away news quickies when we return. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. New 
news quickies are stories you may have missed in the news, and then we cover them here, and we post the link on our Facebook page. Let's get started. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Kempe, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Woman steals dentures, then wears them to probation meeting. What? So, in Indiana, Joanne Childers showed up to a probation meeting, and her probation officer could clearly tell that she was wearing a pair of dentures that weren't hers. Earlier that day, a woman reported that Childers stole her chompers and was wearing them around. So police went to go talk to the woman, and when they went to her house, they could see the dentures in clear view. Right, she's like... <laughs> And even the dentures had a label on them with the woman's name that she stole them from. So they um, charged her with theft, and then the dentures were recovered and given back to the woman. Of all things to steal from somebody, why dentures? Yuck! That's so gross. Yeah, I know they're butt-loving expensive, but they're custom-made to, you know, that particular person's mouth. Not everybody's mouth is shaped the same. So, I mean, that's obviously why she got caught, because you could tell that they didn't fit. But why? Why? There's two. To okay. Be funny, maybe? Two questions I have. One, did she need dentures? Right? True. It doesn't say in the story. Two, what was she on probation for? It does not say that in the story. Maybe she's a kleptomaniac, right? And just constantly steal things. And this is one of the quirky things that she stole. Or she has a mental problem. True. She's like, I'm quirky. I'm going to steal your dentures. Right. Not That's everybody me. is some like, <laughs> you know, anthropology shopping weirdo, right? <laughs> She's like, this would be so funny to take someone's tifas. Just let me, let me have your chocolate. Try eating now, Belva. Right. Enjoy your, enjoy your jello. Right. And anybody that has dentures is usually old. So you're stealing from some poor old woman that can't chew. Right. Or doesn't need them anymore. Because they did? Oh, didn't think about that. Well, this woman did get her chompers back so she could finally eat an apple. Right. Carefully. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of eating sauce. She's wearing them around. I like the idea of putting dentures on the wheel. Yeah. Oh. And I like the idea if we do it on a day when we're eating food. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but... Who has dentures they're going to give up? I was just going to ask, because my grandparents are gone. I don't know, I think. I'm pretty sure their dentures got thrown away. My ma, uh, see, I don't know what they did with hers. I'm assuming that they threw hers away as well. She got buried in them. I'm sure they got buried in them. I'm sure she got buried in them. Yeah. No, no. I bet she didn't. You don't think? What do they She do doesn't need them. Well, I get that. They are get easily that. Re- anything easily removed, I think they take from you. Right, and then they like sew the mouth up or glue it shut or whatever, so it's they not wire- like... Trap it shut. Yeah, so it's not like she's, you know, cheesing, you know, in the casket or whatever. Oh, he, but, okay, she's all so teeth. if you get cremated, they just leave your teeth in, or are they collecting the chompers? That I'm not sure. I would imagine in, when you're incinerating, it's a little different. Because mm. you got to think about it. The dentures are made of a plastic kind of material, right? The, so it would it would burn, but it would melt down more so than burn and turn to ash. Right, there'd be something pokey in your bag when you're right. spreading the ashes. Right, right. I know. I know mm. um when you get cremated, they take, like, jewelry off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, my dad's glasses that he had on him, I took because I sure. wanted them. Like, but, I mean, they gave, I, I would I be, think. it would be weird if they gave me his teeth. 
I think, I, again, I have no idea. I know we have some listeners that work in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. I think you're naked when you get cremated. Well, I know for a fact you are. Uh, you know for a fact? Yes, because when number two, baby mama number two, her dad died, and uh, right before they slid him into the oven, he was butt-ass what? naked, nothing you, but a towel. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. You got to see him on a slab mm-hmm. with the furnace running. Mm-hmm. What? Was, no way. They let you back there? It. Yeah. Wait, so you saw the dead body of your whatever girl's mm-hmm. father, you yeah. said? Yes, her dad, yeah. And then she wanted to watch him get slid Well, no, we didn't in. watch him, no, but he was like, all right, so Oven's here, he's on the slab, come say your last goodbye before we shove him in there. Wait, hold on. What? I need more clarity on this. Yeah? Those places aren't designed for visitors. Right, there's not like a, a viewing window like we have in our green room. So why, <laughs> why what, what, what situation presented itself that you guys had to go there? Well, it was there to identify the body. Right. Did he get murdered? No, he didn't get murdered, but it's just standard routine. Somebody's got to go and well, make sure. Hold on. How did he die? Heart attack. So did he go to a hospital? No, died in the apartment and that they, he was living in. The EMTs came and they're like, he's dead. Yeah, he was gone toast. So you didn't go to like a coroner's office where they had the we body? We went to the funeral home where they had the body. So Right, because some funeral homes do cremation. Mm-hmm. So did, who called the police? Because wouldn't they go, this is my dad's dead or my, my it was partner's? His, his wife that called, you know. So then why would you need to identify it? I don't know. I, I was just told that's what we were there for. So it could have been something different. Could have been there just to say goodbye. But the fact of it is, is there's a naked old man on a table with a sheet over his junk halfway in a damn oven. That I'm not is saying, horrific. I'm not yeah. saying it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I find it morally bizarre mm-hmm. that a funeral home would let you see it with the furnace inches away. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't imagine if my dad was cremated, if they called and was like, hey, do you want to come here to mm-hmm. watch this? And there's an oven oh that's burning. Oh, my God. There's literally no way. I might vomit right now. No. There's literally absolutely no way. That would traumatize me because I love my dad. Mm-hmm. I, one, it's hard to see, you know, your parents dead. But, two, with a burning effing oven with his feet roasting and, and they're I about thought, to shove him in. And I thought bodies identified happened at the morgue, right. not right. at funeral homes. Because right. they have to, at the morgue, tell it where to go. Well, right, m- with a morgue, name? Morgues are government or state agencies. Mm-hmm. Right. Funeral homes are private businesses. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they if they wouldn't just send it straight to the funeral home because mm. they would have to be like, oh, this social security number's dead. And then the funeral home would take it and not know who the body is or what family to contact. So with that being said, when my friend in high school died, I uh, we went and had to identify the body because he was in a car accident, right? Got ran over. So they took, you know, the uh, coroners or whatever, took him to the closest funeral home, which was in Claremore. Okay, so that's where we had to go down and identify the body was at a funeral home and we had to go back to this back room. Okay, but pause. At a funeral home, Mm -hmm. like you decide which funeral home you go to. Not everybody. They just when it's an accident. This one was an accident in the middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning. So they just took him to the closest one, which happened to be in Claremore. That is so strange. I'm sorry that you saw a dead body going to be cremated. That would give me nightmares for the rest of my life. I've seen so many dead bodies. It numbs me. I know that sounds weird when I say it out loud like that, but I've had a lot of friends and family gone and passed. Yeah, so have I. Mm -hmm. But there's a big difference between seeing someone that has passed and seeing them inches away from an incinerator. Right, right. It's a crazy story. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. It was weird. Definitely, definitely 
definitely one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. A uh, van carrying $200 million worth of drugs crashes into a police car at the police station. Stupid. Yeah. So this happens down in Sydney, Australia, where this uh, dumbass tweaker was driving down the road <laughs> in a van, and he clips this police car. The video's on our Facebook page. Uh, he clips this police car, smashes the hell out of it, and then keeps on driving. Well, the cops caught up with him, and when they stopped him, they started questioning the 28-year-old driver, and then they searched the van, and when they searched the van, they found 600 pounds of meth all packed in moving boxes in the back of this van. They say it's worth over $200 million, all right? So luckily nobody was hurt uh, in the accident. There was no cops or anybody in the car. Just the car got smashed up. Now this guy's been charged with some weird uh, Australian charges. Listen to this. He's been charged with uh, large commercial drug supplies, what it says, negligent driving, and not giving particulars to the police. Hmm. It's a fancy... It's a fancy way to say it, right? Yeah. It is a fancy way to say it. Uh, Repairman bombs car of man that beeped at his girlfriend. So this apparently happened in Australia where a guy hunted down this man that honked his horn at his girlfriend in a McDonald's parking lot. The man apparently decided to follow him and intimidate him for four weeks. At one point, even confronting him at his home, threatening serious harm, and then 11 days later, planting a bomb underneath his vehicle. Oh, my God. Kyle has stepped it up. What a psycho. The car wasn't destroyed, but the blast had potential to seriously injure or kill a person. Investigators are saying that he wanted to hurt multiple people through his life, even at one point threatened to kill an electronics store worker during an unrelated dispute. He was in court this week where he blew kisses to his girlfriend and professed his love to her. Girl, run. Some women love that behavior. (laughs) Yeah, that is. Some women love men that fight dudes all the time for her honor, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. That is. You've never had a girlfriend like that? Well, yes, but not not a bomb in a car. More like a grumpy, you know, hey, don't look at my girlfriend. Getting overly jealous for no reason. You don't understand. He just loves me. Right. Mm -hmm. Girl. He he gets a little jealous. Bitch, what? (laughs) That's a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You never think using a horn for its intended purpose potentially could get you bombed. (laughs) The horn is literally to alert other people. Yeah. The whole point so of it. So was he honking because she was hot and like he was hitting on her or was she in his way? It doesn't say. Mm. He just honked the horn at her. Does it matter? No, I No, I'm just you. curious if like he was like, move, bitch, hurry. Get or, out the way. Yeah. Get out the way. Move, <laughs> bitch. Get out the way. <laughs> Anytime we can do Luda's all right. <laughs> well, Luda. that wasn't really Luda. That was like Iowa boy <laughs> right. Luda. I don't even know what was going on there. <laughs> that was Buddha. <laughs> Move, lady. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Excuse me, lady. I've Excuse got to- me, ma'am. Pardon Do you me. need some help to move on? Please? <laughs> All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show. Oh, yeah. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. 
Join us on the line from 1430 to Buzz is Pop. Good morning, Pop. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good. Now, for the little behind the scenes, before we come on air, Pop and I talk for a brief second to make sure we're on the same page of what we want to talk about. A couple days ago, we were going to talk about Adrian, Adrian Peterson, and we didn't. And I'm glad we didn't, because if you wait a few days, the seed turns into this beautiful plant. And that's what we're experiencing today. The story headline hasn't changed much, but a lot of the details are becoming more clear on Adrian Peterson's financial troubles, right? Correct. So what we knew two days ago was that he had defaulted on a $5.2 million loan, um, uh, proceeds of which he used to pay back other debts that he incurred in, from a payday lender. Right? Wait, like a this payday is, loan? Like <laughs> that, That's what the report says. Wow. Get that much yeah. from a payday loan? Yeah. Well, the legal fees, well, when you got... When you have a higher profile, it's uh, probably different than going to the check cash in place right. that any of the rest of the, us have yeah, gone to. He doesn't go to the right. converted Burger King. <laughs> right. Yes, uh, he goes yeah. to like the company, like right. the peep, the his lawyer calls their lawyer, that type of setup. He's not going to a place with bars on the window <laughs> at all. Uh, the sum, which then uh, with interest and legal fees, is now up to six point six million. Keep in mind that uh, he he's already been ordered by a Minnesota court to pay back $600,000 left unpaid on a $2.4 million loan from a few years ago. And he's got another one of these, um, I believe, in Texas. So then uh, things start getting back into the news cycle. And I had completely forgot about his 30-year-old birthday party that he threw. And maybe this might give us a little bit of a reason why he is in this financial situation that he is. But before we get to that, I forgot about the story in 2011 that showed that uh, he had set up a uh, foundation, the AD uh, Adrian Peterson's All Day Foundation, and uh, they had someone give him $70,000 from the Heart Ministries in Laurel, Maryland. But uh, their president and founder said that um, it never received any of the money from Peterson's foundation at all because he had family members using the foundation's credit card to go have a giant orgy party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. 38-page police report <laughs> obtained with a wild night with alcohol, arguing, and sex that involved Peterson, two relatives, uh, and four women. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, my God. 38 pages, so they're, like, interviewing them, like, uh, first, you know, we just started yeah. out making out, and, like... Longer than the sex, I'm sure. Uh. Yeah, but, but Sam, that's not, even the, that's not even the awesome part. So let's get to his birthday party. Hmm. Big 30th birthday party bash. Dirty 30. Peterson made a list of 320 friends and family members. He set out invitations in Boston's signature logo. He bought his guests first-class plane tickets to Houston and booked them with first-class hotel rooms. So think about this, how crazy it is to fly in 320 people and give them all first-class tickets and hotels. That's insane. God. So they go inside the party at his house in Houston where they had a lemur available for rent, a python that would drape like a scarf over Peterson's shoulders. Uh, they imported a troop of snake charmers out of Dallas and a world-renowned <laughs> belly dancers from New York. There was a tent city in Peterson's backyard, Moroccan couches, velvet drapes, ice sculptures bearing Peterson's initials, imported trees, and a throne on which Peterson alone would be allowed to sit. The cake designer baked a royal palace flanked by a fondant camel and elephant. Wale 
the hip-hop artist performed. Jamie Foxx offered his services as a DJ. In the final hours before the party, more than 100 workers rushed to set up stripper poles, a hookah bar, and a cigar uh, humidifier in a tent called the Man Cave. Um, That wasn't there. They had even over-the-top porta-potties with silver sinks and shiny floors. What? Um, someone said you would have thought that you were using a bathroom at Ruth's Chris. That's how fancy the porty po- the porta potties were. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not done. They had a parade formed in front of him to lead his way into the party with fire breathers. Oh my God. Sword swallowers, <laughs> then snake charmers, <laughs> belly dancers, and then a camel that they rented for the night from an Austin zoo. Was it like, you know, the my super sweet 16, there's cameras following him and like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's there's photos of this because they got they got kind of passed around yesterday. By the camel side, three men dressed as humbled peasants, their eyes glued to the floor, and atop the camel was Adrian Peterson wearing a bejeweled Arabian headdress and a gold sequin jacket. You girl. Yeah. You girl. <laughs> oh, but if you had kids, don't worry. Because the children stayed inside his mansion under the care of a nanny and a group of nannies that he had hired as the party continued to build momentum past 10 p.m., then midnight, then 1 a.m. And when the man cave finally opened a little past 2.30, men played video games on PS4 while a group of women who referred to themselves as pole mu- pole magicians. Gimpy, come on. Pole magicians. <laughs> I got a magic trick. <laughs> I got a backup plan. They all danced in their lingerie at the center of the tent. And then the caterers brought out milk and cookies and cereal to what? everyone what on silver platters. Get out of here. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and then Peterson didn't even stay for the entire party. He left and went and had a separate party somewhere else. Right. What a, a dummy. A, a more of a private party. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. He has made nearly $100 million in the NFL. Yeah. And in his first year, if he would have just donated or used 10% of his first year salary, which was like $7 million or something like that, if he just would have put 10% away in stocks just that one year, mm-hmm. he'd have $24 million today. But instead, he's flat ass barbaric. Yeah, but why doesn't why didn't he hire a financial advisor? That's like don't get payday loans, stupid. Because here's and I'll never understand. And maybe Pop can put in, uh, you know, on this is why the the players' association doesn't have a list of accounts they must use mm-hmm. instead of their friend who got an accounting degree. Yeah. Because Ish. right, <laughs> because the it's this is not an uncommon story in the NFL. He's just getting so much more attention because he's so high profile. That's sad. I mean, you'd think you're smart enough to make that one decision, to pay someone to handle your money. You'd think. Yeah, they're not. But these are kids. They, yeah. Their whole life, because they knew they were going to be stars, they've been coddled. And depending on what their background is, I mean, you, you come from having absolutely nothing as a family, and then, you know, there's all this internal pressure. The dynamics on this are, are really difficult, because you get not only the internal pressure from your family, but then you feel like the people that you grew up with you're really close with their family too, right? You mm-hmm. want to try to take care of them. You you want to have a certain style, a certain lifestyle, uh, and you find yourself overextended in many cases. And Adrian Peterson is another unfortunate victim of this. Yeah, it's it's tragic and sad, but he's a grown adult. Yep, of course. And yep. so you I have Google. zero sympathy for him. The headlines are all like, he got caught up with the wrong people. Did he? No. no he chose. He surrounded himself. Yes, he chose. He made those decisions. By the way, th- they 
may not have a specific list, but the, the one thing that you talk to former players and they will tell you that it, all you have to do is ask. As long as you ask and you show interest in the help that the PA is willing to provide you, then you have all the help in the world that you need. I mean, they, they have yearly symposiums that you can go to, financial symposiums, to make sure that you don't end up in situations like this. You just have to have the effort on your side for it. So, yes, they, they the, probably, it goes in one ear and out the other with a lot of these You've got to have the ego check. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. You, you've got to have the want and the desire to look down the road. In some cases, 10 years because how long is your playing career? Some of these guys they don't they don't even want to think about the end of their career because that's when the money stops coming in. But uh, the smart ones who do that are then taken care of and don't have to worry about anything. And look, Adrian Peterson's always going to have a source of income, right? Because he's Adrian Peterson, right? Mm. But come on, man, you can't be going to payday loans <laughs> when you've been making a hundred million dollars good lord stupid Ugh. Uh, one final note the drillers began their seven game road trip last night and uh, fell 2-1 to the hands of the frisco rough riders tulsa now 16 and 16 and two games behind first place springfield we'll talk about paul george in the next update it's balls to the wall sports jeremy poplin 97.5 kmod all right, stupid corporate cram down right now. They're forcing us to take a 30-second break, but we'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Tickets to the Congos we're going to give away. Congos are going to be at the Canes on October 1st, so that'll happen here very soon. Let's see what Gimpy wants to talk about. Around the world, take my strong hand. Get on the Gimp train, on the Gimp train. Around the world, take my, my strong hand. Get on the Gimp train, Gimp train. He's my gay best friend. I have recently <laughs> been victimized, guys. Victimized. It's not victimized when you want it. I did not want this at all whatsoever. Usually you like to be victimized. Typically on in any other situation, <laughs> yes, please victimize me. But for this one, it actually cost me money that I really didn't have in the you know to begin with. Oh no. Yeah. Um I have been a victim recently of identity theft. This has never happened to me. I'm usually really, really good about holding on to my my stuff, being secure, like bank account numbers, you know, credit cards and stuff like that. How did you discover that your theft, your identity has been theft. My stolen? Yes. Um, so I got an email from my lawyer, Jeff Hensley, right, from Child Support Enforcement saying, hey, you have a refund coming back to you um, on the form of a debit card because that's how they refund your money now. Tax returns and stuff like that. That's how the state does it. They put it on a debit card. On they, a state-issued debit on card. On a state-issued debit card. And they said that you've got a card out there with, uh, it was like $387 coming back to you. Nice. Right? Uh, that hasn't been pinned yet. And I said, well, holy crap. I need to get this because I could use uh, right, 400 right. bucks right now. I could use seven of those dollars. So, so what had happened? What had happened was back when uh, when I went to court uh, for the custody case, right, and all that uh, verdict came through, all that stuff, whatever. 
I was proactive and stayed on top of my child support, even though the like the order was still in process. Right. I still was on top of it paying because I didn't want to get behind. So what had happened is um, I guess the case had closed or whatever, even though that my money was already out there. So a lot of finagling and switching around. Nonetheless, they're like, we have to refund you your money and you can just pay it back once the case reopens or whatever or we open a new case. So they went to send me back my money. Now, that was in December when I made that payment, right? And they say that they had given me my money back in February, okay? Wow. Exactly. Not too bad. A couple months turned around. I wasn't even expecting to come back. Like I said, I was just trying to stay on top of things, okay? So I uh, called Child Support Enforcement. I'm like, hey. I uh, I got an email here from your guys down there, Child Support, saying I got a card out there waiting for me and it needs to be pinned. The thing about it is, is I never got a card. What do you never, mean it needs ever. to be pinned? Like you got to set up a pin number for it so you can right. access it and pull your funds out. So, so did the other person never do that? Well, hold on. He's not to that part yet. Yeah, oh. I haven't gotten You're jumping yet. down through the conversation. <laughs> so you got issued um, um, a refund through the state program of a debit card never picked it up they alerted jeff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and said hey you apparently the card was mailed out but it has never been pinned it's never been activated okay cool so i call on on him i'm like hey i never got this card right so through the process of the verification all right what's your name well here's my name right make sure it's you yeah right right what's your social security number give them that what's your date of birth and i tell them 8780 that's not what we have here and i says my birth date hasn't changed in 38 years, <laughs> so what do you have there? Well, we can't give you that information. Very interesting. So we start doing some investigation, myself and the lady from child support that I'm on hold with, or, you know, I'm talking with. Now, keep in mind. Because she's going, wait, this is weird, too. Exactly. Yeah. Now, this is a three-hour conversation that's happened, right? As to which two and a half of them I was on hold for, but that's besides the point. Right. Okay. So uh, we finally get to talking to somebody, and me and her's going down the line, and and uh, she's like, well, okay, here's what happened. You've got three cards out there. Two of them are for tax returns, okay, and one of them was for child support. All right. Something doesn't seem right here, but whatever. I trust the system. <laughs> trust the system. All right, yeah. whatever. So apparently what had happened was they had taken the one – that was supposed to be on child support and put it on another on one of the tax cards. That's screwy in itself. But then they so we're digging through and and she finds out that this this card that they had sent me right with my refund on it that they supposedly sent me went to an address on Archer Street. Now keep in mind I was living in Broken Arrow at my. Have my you ever lived on Archer Street? Never okay. ever in my entire life have okay. I lived on Archer so, Street. So it got mailed. One of them got mailed to a wrong address. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. happened to the other ones? The other ones never got sent out. Okay, they so it's really it's just this one that I'm concerned about because it's the one that has the money on it. But there's just so much confusion and sure. back and forth on this thing. So uh, she's going through and and she's like, all right, well, I see the card here um, where it has been sent out to this address on Archer Street. I said, that's not my address. Never lived there. That's the bad side of town. Oh, that's interesting. So she goes through and she's digging. She's like, well, I can see here on the 10th, February 10th where whomever has it had tried to activate it that day, right? But couldn't get it activated. So, hang up. They call back the next day on the 11th. Now, this is where things get weird. Call back the next day on the 11th and somehow manage to either A, convince the person on the other line that they are who they are me, 
right, and managed to change the date of birth on in, in the system or whatever. Right. Okay. So they did that and got it activated, got it pinned, which is what I was supposed to do with my money. And uh, then the next day, listen to this jive, the next day on the 12th, my mama's birthday, okay, they spent, they took a $200 cash withdrawal from, from the that card, card from yes. that card, went to Hobby Lobby, spent $75 and some change at Hobby Lobby, yeah. right? Live, laugh, love. They right. needed a sign. You got to get those Instagram <laughs> pictures, man. Oh, but wait, it gets way better. Went to Walmart and spent some cash, not that much, like 20 bucks, $25, sure. something like that. And then, this is what cracks me up, spent $55 and some change at the Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree. Now, I mean, I, it's a dollar store. I don't think that's that's like Walmart. Fifty five. Everything's a dollar store. It's everything's a dollar. So that's like fifty five items. Well, they need to get a bunch yeah. of ivy leaves to well, you know surround their kitchen. Does with. the dollar? Does I don't know if that store exists where everything's just a dollar yeah. anymore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's still. As a matter of fact, over here on Harvard, thirty first and Harvard, it's like the largest Dollar Tree I've ever been into. They got all kinds of stuff in there. Don't buy the food though, because if you're buying food, for I've a been dollar, in Dollar Trees. There's things more than a dollar. Mm, are you sure about that? Because yeah. Maybe it's the everything's a dollar store that I'm. Uh, I've been to Dollar Trees and there's everything in there is a dollar. And it even says on the sign everything. Things a dollar. The fact of it is, is either hey, I'm like, damn, that's a whole lot of items to be getting at the Dollar Tree or whatever. She's like, well, not necessarily the case. Could have bought like three or four things and then just gotten cash back. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that makes sense. So what? Okay. I, there's a lot more to this. I know. Yeah. But so wh- what are they? Is is there anything they can do? Yes. So we're going through the process, and what they did was, uh, since that card's pretty well been maxed out, right? They've canceled it, so no numbers and nothing can be added to it. They're sending me a new card to my address where I'm at now. Okay. And what they got to do is, I got to get that card or whatever. There won't be any funds on it, but at least I'll have my state issued card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, so that'll happen in like five to ten business days. Now, this is like Monday or Tuesday sure. when I called. So then, uh, shortly after that, they're sending me paperwork to, you know, fill out the discrepancies, okay? And then they're going to start an investigation on this, all right? So uh, she's like, take all this information down. And that's when she told me about all the different stores and transactions that they went through. She's like, the more information you got, you know, the better off. Okay. So I write all that down. So they're going to send me the paperwork. I got to fill that out. And then, now here's the fun part. They're like... So you fill out this paperwork, and you can either mail it back or you can fax it to us. Right. And I says, ma'am, this isn't 1995 anymore. I don't know anybody who has a fax machine. Is there any way? Can I just scan it and email it to you? No, no, we can't do that. It's more secure if you use a fax machine. So now I Secure. Gotta, We're talking about security, are right, we? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's funny in itself right there. Uh, so now I guess I got to go to like a Kinko's or something sure. and have a fax library. Right. But I got to fill that out, and then within 90, 45 to 90 days, if they approve it and see, yeah, there's some fraud going on here, uh, then they'll refund me my money, and I'll get it back 90 days at the max. So have you contacted the police? No, I haven't. I have not. I didn't know if I needed to or not. Someone she, took your money, right. and you have an address. Uh, you're right. You're right. And you have them on video. Well, how do I have them on video? At they Hobby to, Lobby, they went to these stores. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think it would be? Do you think it would be that easy to track that person down? Just because there's so many people going back and forth on the in those days. And yes, because they can so long ago. They can cross reference mm-hmm. the card number mm-hmm. with a transaction mm-hmm. and a time and a time, and uh-huh. then go to the tape at that time. Now listen. Mm-hmm. 
I'm well aware that the identity theft department mm-hmm. with our police departments is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think you have to. Uh, it, it'd at least be worth having a report out there for it, at, at least in my for my discrepancies. I, I think so. She had mentioned something like that. She said, I didn't have to, but... It would be it'd be all right if I yes. did. So I think I'll probably end up doing that. This is not like hey, hey, I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. This is you have an address. It right. went to someone's house, right, or at some place, right. And what blows me away is somebody. And I called DHS up and I ripped them. I said, somebody. I'm not saying you, but somebody in your department dropped the ball. Dropped a lot of balls on this because they're not supposed to just change somebody's right. information over the phone right like but that. not necessarily i mean there could be an internal racket happening right and that's right what, there could be someone that knows someone that works there mm-hmm. there could be x number of reasons that's what dude was telling me right when i'm when i'm ripping him for you know messing up my stuff he's like listen man this stuff is all hand typed in it could have been a typo whatever and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. For one, my card went to another address. Somebody called up, pretending to be me, changed my date of birth and all this other stuff. So now, on top of all that, I've got to go down to the ghetto, right, and go to the office physically to change my, you know, change my date of birth. They couldn't do it over the phone. I said, well, that's well, a bunch of Well, then how did they BS. change it in the first place? Exactly. And, and does it document who makes the change? When... when most software, mm-hmm. you can see who makes a change. Yeah, see, I don't know because I'm not there, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even think to ask. You know, who who in your department, you know, was last yeah. logged into this account or whatever. But it uh, it it's kind of it freaked me out because, well, like I said, I'm really safe about this sort there, of thing. Yeah, but that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? That's not how identity theft works. Well, I figure that out. But here's the thing, and this is the good news. Mm-hmm. Though this money is yours, though this was owed to you, they didn't take money you already had. True. So far. And it's not like they went and opened credit in your name. True. So far. True. At so- least, I don't know if you've checked that, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, there, dude, as not fun as this is, mm-hmm. there are far worse identity theft oh, cases yeah. out there. I oh, had my yeah. identity stolen when I was 18. Did you really? Yeah, but because I would go get my check from Marie Calendars and just go to like a check cashing place because I wanted the quick money to, you know, buy beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess I made... At what, 18? Yes. Well, I wanted to I wanted to donate to beer, the beer fund, because I <laughs> couldn't it. buy it. Uh, and I guess I left my check stub at like whatever dropped it on the floor or something so i went to go check it one time they're like mm, no this isn't you i'm like yes it is look here's my id and they're like no we've got a and it was some spanish name they just took my social security number so that they could cash their own checks and then they tried to open like three credit cards ain't that something yep ain't it was like something. a long process to get that off my credit to prove that you know I didn't open a $20,000 card. Mm-hmm. As inconvenient and as lethargic as that's going to be for you, mm-hmm. dude, it's mo- that's nothing. Oh, yeah. I know I got the light into the stick compared to I mean, it's barely it identity theft. I mean, for sure. It's more mail fraud than anything else. For sure. I get that. Which, it's- that's another one. You could contact the postmaster because that is mail fraud. That is a felony. Delivering it to the... Or they opened mail that was not addressed that. to them. True that. The lady asked me, She we're going through all the process or whatever, and she's like, so if we catch this, do you want to prosecute? And I said, you goddamn right, I want to prosecute. I want to be there when it happens. I want to see who did oh, it. Jesus. And send their ass to jail. <laughs> yes. I'm down. Yes. So, nonetheless, it doesn't matter how safe you are in this situation. You, you still got to keep track of everything that you got. Yeah. Because it could happen to anybody at any point oh, in yeah. time. You, you, I'm serious. Postmaster would probably be able to move faster than, than the than the police department. 
because they have so many people dedicated to this. Okay. That okay. I not identity theft, mail fraud. Right, right, right. So note here, make a police report <laughs> and call postmaster. Yeah, yeah. You can look it up online on how mm-hmm. to file um, a mail fraud case. Okay. That they'll they'll inspect because local those some of the local inspectors they're very diligent about it and they are federal federal officers by the way. Boom. They carry Damn. weapons and everything. Whoa. So they're, yeah, they're federal officers. Whoa. There you go. Whoever took my stuff. Watch it. We're coming after you, sucker. I hope someone texted in and was like, thanks. I really love my live, laugh, love poster. Appreciate it. Around the world, take my strong hand. Get on the game train. On the game train. Around the world, take my my strong hand. Get on the game train. Game train. He's my gay best friend. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's play a game and give away some tickets. The Congos are going to be at the Canes Ballroom on October 1st. Canesballroom.com is where you get your tickets. And we're going to play Schnip Schnapp Schnur. Current record is... Well, man, Sammy is dominating us with 12. You have 8, and I have 7. Last week's winner was... Well, that'd be the queen over there. Sam. Corbin and Gimpy at 918 460-KMOD, 918-460-KMOD. Call up, decide who you want to read. Lose to you. Uh, good morning, you're on the air. What is? Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Yo, it's Patrick. How's it going? Good, Patrick. Who do you want to read? Clues, Gimpy or Corbin? Uh, let's go with Gimpy. Patrick, 60 seconds are on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Here we go. Finish the sentence, king of the blank. Jungle. No. Think cartoon. Or- no, think cartoon. Uh, Hank, Hank blank. Sells propane and propane accessories. Not a mountain. Oh, hill. There hill. you go. Uh, amazing blank. It's a song. Amazing blank. Amazing. Think about it. Church song. Amazing blank. Oh, great. Amazing there you great. go. There you go. Um, all right. So I have a blank for you that you need to answer. Answer Question. this blank. Yes. Uh, this is, oh, blank sucks is a charity here in town. Lung blank. Throat blank. Pancreatic blank. This is a disease. Yes. This is what the hell is that? Okay. Two words. uh, Google blank. This is also a shiny metal that they use on like motorcycles, cars and stuff like that. There you go. So if you take, that's the first word. Now you take a fishing pole and you throw the line out in the water. You just did what? Cat. There you go. Uh, This is a type of uh, herb that is burned when you've got spirits in your house you need to get rid of. I need time, 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 time. Okay. Five is what I got. That's solid. That's very good. That's pretty good, Patrick. Hang on the line, okay? All right, buddy. All right. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Tony. I'm sorry? Tony. Tony, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, Tony. (laughs) You and me, we've got to beat five. Are you ready? Sure. I'm ready. Um, this is a prehistoric animal. It kind of looks like an elephant. It is a woolly. Uh, woolly mammoth. Just say, drop the woolly part. Uh, woolly uh, mammoth? Mammal? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this is a, um, 
star. This is what happens with stars in the sky uh, when, they col- when they col- when they when they collide. Uh, combust. Um, uh, be careful there, sister. Yeah. <laughs> pass, pass. Uh, yeah. This is when something happens that you didn't expect, and it totally falls in line with what you're what should happen to you so like if you break your if you laugh at someone who breaks their leg walking down the street and then you break your leg that is known karma. as i'm sorry karma yes but it is also uh atlantis morissette sang a song about this um yeah lord of god <laughs> don't laugh <laughs> um I always try to forget the We we lost. I'm sorry. Thank you so much, Tony. No, thank you. All right, see you later. Sounds like my kind of gal. Hang on. Listen, Patrick, you did it, man. You're getting those tickets to see the Congos at the Canes Ballroom, okay? Yeah. All right, hang on the line, all right? Uh, Gimpy, these are the ones that uh, I didn't get. This is the one I passed on. Yeah, when a star explodes, this is what it's called. Okay, so they gonna get that one. All right, this is a this is a uh, blank man. Where's the red cape? All right, the man of steel is also known as blank man. Just trying to get him to say the word super. All right, so the second word is a. A particular car uh, from Chevrolet that they used to have back in the 70s and 80s. It is a, and just to try to get him to say, go through the line. What, Chevelle? Uh, Chevette, no, Nova. Supernova. Yeah. Yeah. And you were you were right on with the Lannis Morissette clue, you know. Um, isn't it blank, don't you think? Yeah. A little too blank, blank. <laughs> yes, I really do think. Yeah. 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 Ironic. Solid. Yeah, and the one that he ended on, Sam? Uh, yes, that he ended up getting. Uh, yeah, this is a herb that you burn to clear your house of evil spirits. It's also delicious uh, on turkey or mm-hmm. in stuffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was going to go, but I ran out of time. Blank advice. When someone gives you very uh, um, elder advice or historic advice, it is known as what? Sage advice. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the record now. Well, that keeps Sammy at 12 and now ties you and I. With eight. We'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. So there is a dollar amount associated with sports figures and how much they get for making an Instagram or social media post. Mm -hmm. And when you find out how much some of these people get, it is damn near embarrassing. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo... Is a soccer star, mm-hmm. giant sar- soccer star. Yeah, he's huge in wherever he's from. They got a statue, a he, weird looking statue. He has 172 million followers. Woo! Damn son. Good in God. comparison, Kim Kardashian only has 142. Wow. Wow. Okay, which a lot of people think she's the biggest. Or Kylie, 139. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo gets 975 thousand dollars for oh! one post. Oh! 
on social media. That is insane. In the sports world. One, two, three, four. The top four are all soccer players. That stupid British soccer. (laughs) Damn football. No one likes. (laughs) The whole globe, apparently. Um, One of them being David Beckham. He gets 357. LeBron James, basketball star, uh, he gets 272,000. That's so crazy. Now, when you say for just one post, is this product post or is it just like, hey, I'm at the beach post? Hey, I've got this new uh, shoe I want you to promote or this new lotion. Yes. (laughs) All right. So it is endorsement of sorts, not just willy-nilly post. It's a sponsorship post. Okay. Okay. Um, All of them are pretty much soccer stars except for a cricket star. (laughs) Which you're like, cricket. That's random. That damn British baseball. $196,000. Is that the one that you play on the ground and hit the ball on the ground? It bounces. The idea is to get the stick off the stick. Yeah. And the the batter protects it. What you're Mm. thinking of, Sam, is croquet. Croquet. Balls on the ground. Little hammer thing. Hit it through the wicket. Yes. Like on Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yes. 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 (laughs) Steph Curry gets $142,000. Dang. Ronda Rousey gets 67,000. Those are just sports stars. In all of Instagram, Kylie Jenner gets 1.266. I'm sorry, 1.266,000. I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that. $1,266,000 for one post. Good God. She needs it. Oof. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ariana Grande gets 996. Kim Kardashian gets 910. The Rock gets 882,000. Beyonce gets 785. And that's all based on the amount of followers you have? Yeah. Wow. And influence. Okay. Bieber, 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 he gets 722,000. I'm trying to find someone else we give a crap about. Uh, Kevin Hart gets 480. Damn. God, that's so crazy. Because you could post like three times a week and it not be annoying. You could post once a year <laughs> and be happy. Yes. <laughs> right? Um, see, I'm trying to find someone else that is a lower. Emily Radikowski. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she pretty much just posts photos of her in a bathing suit. She's got 23 million followers, $80,000. I can do that. Logan Paul, douchebag. Uh, he's got sixteen million. He gets sixty-five thousand. Yuck. His brother has twelve million, and he gets forty-nine thousand. Dang. Joanna Gaines from uh, Flip That House, Magnolia Market on on HGTV, mm-hmm. huge brand, mm-hmm. has a deal with like Target. She gets forty-five thousand. Uh, James Charles, the makeup dude. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets 35000 Just for some lipstick. Jen Sel- uh, Selter. Seltler? Selter? Whatever. She's got a great ass. Thirty-two. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what she posted about. $32,000. I'm not kidding, Gimpy. What's her name? Jane Selter? He's, he's trying to do you a favor. I know. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it easy for you. Uh, uh, she, she literally posts a lot of photos about her ass. I like, I like booty shots. Hell, yeah. Because she's got a bubbly butt. Delicious. My God. <laughs> oh, well, hello. I'm oh. trying to see. I'm, da- I'm getting down near the 
like the Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. $18,000. Really? For one post. a lot more than that. He doesn't have very many followers. He's only got $6 million. Mm-hmm. Do you think his kids are like, Dad, you, come on, you man. need to post more. <laughs> and he's I like, don't have time for man. your social media, you donkey. You're right. <laughs> Who's Tara Milk Tea? She's a travel person. She gets $10,000. Per post. Adam Gallagher. I have no idea who this is. Some influencer is what it says. Gets $8,400 for any post he makes. I'd be now, happy with that. Here's where I'm, this is where I'm, this is why I'm bringing this up. This show, mm-hmm. you could get one of us to post for at most $500. They will get us to, they'll negotiate us down, I'm pretty sure. You just got to ask. Oh, yeah. But we can do that. Yeah. And you, how great is that? We have nearly 10,000 followers on our Instagram. Yeah. We could do that. Or on Facebook, you just got to call the sales department and work it out. You can't work it out with us. No. We can't they, be trusted. They, 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 we can't be trusted. That's essentially the problem. Damn it, Sam. That's the truth. We can't be trusted. For some reason, salespeople are more trusted. But you can contact them, and for your business, we can make a post. Absolutely. For about $500. Call the sales department, set that up. Sam, Gimpy, or myself. Boom. We can do it as one. It's probably cheaper, to be honest. (laughs) To do it as a group than individually. Here's Pop. Yesterday in Los Angeles, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard introduced to the media Paul George opened his press conference Wednesday by thanking the Thunder. By the end, he was gushing about the new opportunity, even as he was faced with questions of player empowerment and reshaping the NBA. Quote, I didn't do nothing that was, well, I've worked hand-in-hand with the Thunder front office, George said. We had a great relationship. I played two good years here or there, and I was a mutual thing between us that that time was up and we both had ideas of doing things differently. So Paul George, two separate trade requests in the last three years, one from Indiana and the last one from the Oklahoma City Thunder. To college football, where College Football Talk reported yesterday that the Pac-12 has had discussions with league broadcaster Fox about the possibility of airing games on the network in the noon Eastern time slot, which of course would be 9 a.m. Pacific time and 10 a.m. Mountain time in places where games were actually being played. We've discussed it recently, according to Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott. There would be new and out-of-the-box ideas for our conference that we're trying to look at, but I've tried to put everything on the table, and there's a lot of frustration from fans in certain markets about late-night kickoffs I'd like to see one or two games this season that are in the 9 a.m. kickoff spot for Pac-12 games. That would mean, by the way, more eyeballs on the Pac-12 network for games that would start earlier on the East Coast for their fledgling network. No player in the NFL had more interceptions last season than Kevin Byard over the past two years, and the Titans are compensating him accordingly. Byard and the Titans agreed on a five-year, $70.5 million contract Wednesday According to a league source, ESPN first reported the deal, which includes $31 million in guarantees. That makes him the highest paid safety in the NFL. And one final note, Zion Williamson signs his rookie shoe contract deal with Jordan Brand. It's somewhere in the neighborhood, according to Forbes, seven years, $75 million, which would become the richest annual rookie shoe deal in NBA history. That's Paul Sidwall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Sam, I'm going to give you your choice for Conspiracy Thursday. We've never done it this way before. Wonderful. But I'm going to give you your choice. Media or body parts? Ooh. Ooh. Mm, I'm going to go body parts. (laughs) (laughs) So the FBI raided this place in Phoenix in 2014 called the Biological Resource Center. And just now, the audio and the um, testimony that's coming out has been made public. And it is astonishing. People would drop off their bodies there for research. And the FBI has found out that it was part of a human body parts trafficking circuit. So they've like, I'm donating my body to science. Let me fix that for you. I'm donating my mother's body to science. Oh, right. Okay. Or my mother wanted her her body donated to science. That's yes. what she wanted. So you think like, oh, they're going to, I don't know, practice removing organs or whatever it is. Cancer research. Yep. Uh-huh. Right. Wonderful things that you're like, I'm going to do something good with the shell of who I was. Okay. And so I say, all right, I'm going to donate to this place. Sounds legit. And that's it. You never hear anything else. Right. Unknowingly, they weren't doing any of that. They were trafficking body parts. Here is part of the account from um, one gentleman and what he's done. This is a horror story. It's just unbelievable. This story is unbelievable. For years, Troy Harp has been living a nightmare. This is my mother. This is when she was a baby. After donating his mother and grandmother to Biological Resource Center in 2012 and 2013. His mom and his wife. Wow. Or his mom and his grandmother. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) With the understanding their bodies would be used for scientific purposes. Cancer and you know, leukemia and whatever else, you know, using sample cells. And that's what I was told. But that's not what happened. In 2014, the FBI raided the Phoenix facility in hazmat suits as part of a multi-state investigation into the illegal trafficking and sale of human body parts. Like, who's buying them? Well, okay, uh, I've, I've listened to a podcast that is similar to this story, and I don't think it's the same one, but... Like if you if you're you tore your ACL and you need a new one, you get them from cadavers and people pay money for that. What? Where? Well, from people that are dead. No, where? Who buys these? Um. So, like in America, they take mm-hmm, like eight tendons, mm-hmm. soft tissue, if you will, mm-hmm. from dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you agree to it. They let you know before. <sighs> and this doctor was doing that, but he was doing it uh, illegally, and he was, like, infecting people with AIDS and not being, like, sterile and doing it. Um, I, I got to know if that's true. That can't be an American thing. Yeah. That can't be an American thing. I mean, this the in that podcast, listen to it happened in America. He did that because once the body dies, all that stuff starts deteriorating. Well, I think it's the same thing as you donating your organs. 
What do you mean? When they donate he, your organs, you have a limited amount of time to get them, and then there's no, they're no good. Right. They pack them in ice or whatever they do to give them to somebody. And so I think, I, I mean, I'm just assuming that's what's included yeah. in that. Part of the package? Yeah. But for the first time, we're now able to see the testimony from one of the FBI agents who conducted the raid. And what he recounts is shocking. He said he found a cooler filled with male genitalia. What? <laughs> are we talking like a little uh, a little igloo six-pack cooler? Or are we talking like a, you've been on those big yetis? I'm thinking one of the big yetis. Oh, so Are we talking too. a walk-in cooler? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say. It just says cooler. It <laughs> says cooler. You guys, you can pack them in there. Just line them up. Like a meat cooler? Like when Rocky's like in the Like the catacombs in France. Just yeah, like, just they're stacked, stacked on top of each other. They're color-coordinated. Oh. <laughs> Organized by shape and size. Mm-hmm. A bucket of heads, arms, and legs. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a bucket of heads, arms, and legs. A bucket. A bucket. Like a five-gallon like, bucket. Hey, where's the bucket? I'm going to wash the car. <laughs> oh, my God. It's over there. Just dump the heads out. Okay. Fill it and wash it out. It, it, listen, it gets worse. <laughs> a bucket of heads, arms, and legs, infected heads, and one of the most disturbing findings called a morbid joke in the lawsuit, a small woman's head sewn onto a large male torso like Frankenstein and hung up on the wall. <laughs> what? What psychopath does that? Well, you know, everybody, you know, has to make light of their job. You know, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, have you ever been inside a have you ever been inside a crematorium, man? They just they laugh and laugh. They're some of the funniest people you know. You ever you ever been to the March of Dimes, man? Woo, they just so funny all the time. Child Abuse Network, you go in there, they're just laughing all the time, making light of it. Yeah, yeah. No. So this is what they do to uh, lighten up the situation there. Who in the right mind? It's absolutely gross. The lawsuit also says the bodies were cut up with chainsaws and bandsaws. And pools of human blood and bodily fluids were found on the floor of the freezer with no <laughs> identification tags on the bodies. Tools that are not appropriate for dismembering scientific bodies. Harp said. I mean, I think that's arbitrary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the tools they use? They're not exactly nice-looking tools. Right. Mm. They're pretty disgusting. Scary-looking. They, they have to mutilate a human body. Mm. Yeah. Scientifically gonna, speaking. Yeah, you're not going to do that with a butter knife. I mean, if they're, no. I mean, I get it. If they're, you know, going down to the HD and getting a still, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what you got there? Choose the, the orange, dwarf. man. Like. <laughs> Go electric. My battery's dead. I get it. Like, yeah, that's not that's not right. Harp says his mother's ashes showed up by mail on his doorstep shortly after the raid, but he isn't even sure they're her ashes. Oh my! He God. says his mom and grandma wanted to help medical research after their death, yet doesn't believe they ever made it out of the BRC building. You feel like you've got any closure? No. This is open, and I don't think I ever will. How? Devastating. Real man. I oh my god. I can't even imagine getting ashes and be like, I don't know who this is. I don't know whose ashes I'm spreading. How am I supposed to have that close that chapter? Okay, someone text in. My sister and aunt both have cadaver tendons on their knee. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea. You agree to it, like whenever you're getting that surgery, you know that, but the problem was the guy was 
selling them for a lot of money and not making sure they weren't infected. I'm going to have to ask my friend who is an orthopedic because mm-hmm. I had no idea they use cadaver. Because to me, is cadaver is not just died, like organ donation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cadaver is, hey, we're going to dissect frogs today. Yeah, that that's part of it. You hey, know, we're not also, getting to that body yet. Yeah. Hey, we're getting more bodies today. I've always thought cadaver is just dead body. That's it. Used right. for many, many different things, whether it's, you know, white, we're dissecting a frog today or we're using the tendons from Jim to put them in Jane or whatever the case may or be. Or the cadavers now in the coroner's truck or whatever. Right. They also use them uh, like body cadaver farms. You've heard of those, right? No. Really? No, That's I've never a, heard of body cadaver farms. Yeah, what it is is they'll take and uh, they'll take these dead bodies or whatever. That have been donated to science. Donated to science. Because they're figuring stuff out. Right. And let's just uh, throw them out. And like a field, cover them with mulch to see how long it takes to break down, what kind of insects and stuff it attracts. And it's for science, man. Well, yeah, so that you can figure out in a crime how long a body has been there, right. what different bugs will react in different ways. And so in the body farm, it sounds disgusting, but it really is for science because. Well, I mean, you it, hope it is. You it think helps. It is. It's yeah. supposed to help forensics. You hope it is. We yeah. thought this place was for science, but they're just doing mad science. I think the body farm is like legit. That one, though, is. I mean, you'd think it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there, what you're saying is true that there, there are some. But, but also, I can't imagine. I mean, it's not like it's in the news. No. I right. consider myself to be like. I watch the news a lot. I read a ton of news articles. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm saying that I am up to date when things are happening. Mm-hmm. And when you hear something like this, that there's a cadaver farm, farm, i.e. harvest, yeah, uh, th- that is shocking to me well, that that's happening in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have like legit scientists that will go out in this body farm and like look how so long something is decomposed and like what it looks like and so that they can give their research to figure out yeah like i think i've seen a like id story or something about that cadaver farm helping them solve a crime because there was a bug that was only certain to one area yeah. that made the decomposition super speed up and they went to that body farm to see if that's what would happen with that special bug i'm aware People donate to science, but I'm ignorant to the fact that it's a privatization industry. I'm under the impression that when someone donated their body to science, it went to, you know, the, you know, the closest medical school that accepts cadavers. That's what I always thought. Well, like it was a government controlled situation Mm -hmm. from the quick search I just did. It is not. It's private and dirty and messy. And yeah, bad. there's no regulation there. In that podcast that I listened to, it was the funeral home. If nobody came, you know, or whatever, claimed the body, then they would buy the body from the funeral home and then get that body and then, you know, try to sell the tendons or whatever. And the people that were cutting them up weren't doctors. No. And they weren't, they weren't like trained on how to do that. And so there was cross contamination and like all this bad stuff because they didn't. They didn't, they weren't trained. They didn't know. So it was like getting people sick and families didn't know about it. They thought that their mom had been, you know, whatever, donated to science or anything else. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? I just wanted to make a comment about the body farms. Yes. Uh, they actually, the what they'll do is uh, they use them for a lot of homicide issues concerning what they'll do is they'll, they'll judge by heat and decompensation and bugs and all that stuff, but they actually have bodies that do that. 
my dad actually worked with a lot of those companies. Right. Because it is FBI run, the body farm is. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's FBI ran or not, but uh, he's actually a professor for uh, criminal justice at uh, Arkansas State University. And he uh, uh, takes his students to those farms and they'll have different scenarios like they'll have them laying face down and the body will be there for three months. And then they'll move the body and be like, okay, well, this bug at this stage means that it's been here for X amount of months. Right. And this decompensation here means this, that, and whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like a controlled environment or anything like that. It's totally exposed to the elements. I understand the, the, the need for, to be able to do that for, for forensic science. I understand that. The part that is disturbing to me is the part where harvesting of the organs. Because what you're talking about, sir, and what Sam's referencing is completely different than body, har- body part harvesting. Well, the, 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 the body farms, to the best of my knowledge, has nothing to do with any type of organ far, uh, harvesting because they need the body intact in order to accurately determine what happens at what stage, at what time with the decomposing body. Right. One is donated to science and they use it at the body farm. The other one is donating their organs, their tendons, their tissues to other people. But, I think. Both, uh, right, but like, both are under the impression that it's being donated to science. Right, but I mean, I I don't know if you can be like, well, I want my I want my body to be donated to you know X facility for them to harvest my organs. I think it's just like a blanket statement. I want my body donated to science, yes, and then but, yes. the powers be then determine where your body goes. Yes, and, but and here's the issue. Or not. Here's the issue, is that this man donated his his mother and his grandmother's body to science, so he thought. But it's a private company selling body parts. Selling the tissues to make money Alleg- off of allegedly, them. right? Mm-hmm. Right, but but my what, what I don't understand about that whole thing is, did he not do any research on the company? I mean, what research do you but, need to do? Like, tell me how what we what would you do besides look at their there, website? There has there has to be uh, credentials <laughs> that that someone can acquire. I think the word you're, the the phrase you're looking for, sir, is I'd like to think. Also, you don't put it on your website <laughs> yeah. that I'm actually selling tendons and you know mutilating bodies. Right. You make your website right, look but, legit. But but at the same time, you would think that that those facilities have some sort of regulation come through there and inspect at you know interval times or whatever, and then said agency can be put on website and be like, this is who who inspects us. Uh, this is their credentials, cross-reference it, and check it out. Again, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, yeah, like, but, it's, like, it's like the, the BBC of it or, or whatever. Not BBC. Yeah. DEF, I think, know, is the word. Uh, for- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the alphabet, yeah, sir. The Better Business Bureau, BBB. Yes. By the way, uh, we're going to be inspecting your facility and how you're handling cadavers, you yeah. know, February 24th at 2. Yeah, All right, but, we'll mop up. But, but here's the misunderstanding but, but about the be Better Business way. Bureau is that that is all, they don't go investigate. They're merely just a, like a clearinghouse, right? Someone files a complaint. Yep. It's essentially <laughs> yeah. someone files a complaint and then the Better Business Bureau helps facilitate investigating it they'll do send mails and, and maybe a phone call and follow up but ultimately if you don't ever respond the, the case is never closed so the better business but, but bureau isn't going to tell you anything and how would you but know in the end, i think this is good though i think this is good because what this will do is this will bring to light that there needs to be some sort of check and balance concerning issues like this so this doesn't happen again yes but who's going to pay for that 
Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a private company out there that can be established. There could be money made from that. But a private company is the problem. No, I'm saying I'm saying a, a, a private company that is oversought by some type of federal or, or, or government agency that employs people to go in and research these facilities. Right, you know, like the FDI <laughs> or the FBI. Yeah, yeah so, uh, breaking this case. Was, but 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 not not. I mean, they can do raids and stuff like that, but not necessarily doing like a pop up raid. They they actually employ people to be like, okay. This is a facility that's, that's come to our attention. We need you to go inspect it. Yeah. He, yeah. Listen, listen I, this, is, this, I'm, this isn't a setup question. I'm ignorant, too. But tell me, who, in, who regulates or checks into hospitals? Because I don't know about I, you. I, 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 I just assume it's happening. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah, no, I right. think, I again, think the phrase you would like, the, the phrase mm-hmm. is, I'd like to think. Man, you got something going here, Colton. I'll tell you what, brother. <laughs> That's why it's a conspiracy Thursday, man. Hey, listen, I appreciate talking to you, man. You have a great day. See you later. I mind blown. By the way, the guy that is the owner of this business was sentenced to one year of deferred jail time and four years of probation after he pled guilty to a legal control of an enterprise. Disgusting. Uh, and guess what his last name was? <laughs> Wainer. Bare. Gore. Oh, jeez. Mm. Stephen Gore. Just living up to the family name, man. So the conspiracy is you're donating your body to science? Uh. Or somebody's private business to make money off selling Mima's tendons? Oh, my God. I'm flabbergasted and cadaver farms. Mm-hmm. Horrible term. Horrible term. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918 460. KMOD. The other one that I was going to bring up is something I've gotten into recently. And I got to this topic via reading up on the military industrial congressional complex, which I'm not getting into. I'm just using it as a point of reference that got me down the rabbit hole of Operation Mockingbird. And Operation Mockingbird was something in the 50s to control corporate media and that they would buy and sell journalists. The CIA even had a program to make CIA agents, like, put them through news anchor training. Hmm. They were a part of things like Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty. If you know what Radio Free Europe is, there's a movie Hmm. that's really good Hmm. about it. It's about a rock and roll station. But it was, they would use the radio, not like the chair is against the wall. The chair is not like that in Red Dawn, but more of like to infiltrate the culture. Okay. Spread the propaganda. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at one point, it was reported that there were 300, three, I'm sorry, 3,000 CIA operatives and that they had hired over 400 journalists. One of their best relationships is the New York Times. Wow. That they would work with to, and the the Times would put 
agents on the cover of the newspaper. To, like, have a spin on a story? Yes. Okay. And even had incidences in other company uh, countries, even uh, one with the Chilean media in the late 60s, I believe. And I, I, can, I, I can't speak. I've worked in a couple media companies. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anything crammed down my throat federally. Right. You have to say this, say these words, or talk about this and this only. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the companies I've worked for and my experiences on the radio since I've been 18 and I'm 44 now, never happened. Not once. Mm. There's actually less federal input now from what I've experienced than any other time. Well, if you were a spy and it's a federal person telling you like, hey, on your morning show, you need to talk about this president or you need to spin this story and think it's ridiculous, you wouldn't know. True. Except I'm saying there was nothing even resembling that. For example, the reason the NFL has a military thing Mm -hmm. where they celebrate veterans and Mm -hmm. stuff is because the Department of Defense paid for it. Right. I don't recall anything like that. Mm Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm just saying maybe secret spies, they just cloak it as their opinion. Because how would you, if Mir Kim, if you were a spy, how would you know if my opinion was mine? Or if someone told me to have that sure. opinion, if someone told me to love Obama or whatever. Sure. You're the only person I've ever worked with that has that stance of pro-military. I'm pro-military, but you're more pro-military because of your veteran status. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So I've worked with people that are pro-military. Mm. Matter of fact, I don't think I've worked with anyone who isn't pro-military. Because they'd be dicks, but... But if we had to suspect <laughs> someone, it would be you. For sure. Out of the three of us? Yeah. If, if somebody came in and was like, who's pro-military in this group of yours? You're this trio. Right. I would totally point at Gimby. Yeah, well... If they, well, <laughs> not just being pro-military, you're saying that if I If someone's would... asking, I'm pointing at one of you two. <laughs> not me. I don't care what it is. So if somebody came in here and was like, who's the spy, you would assume it's yes. me? Yes. Because I was in the military? Because it, it, the most propaganda, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. comes from you. Yeah, because you were drinking the Kool-Aid for years. Not drinking the Kool-Aid. She's proud of what she, where she comes from, and she's proud of that. Okay, like me being pro-government yes. and, and like more trusting of it. Yes, and here's another example. Military movies. We're one of the only countries that does military movies about our own military. Right. As propaganda, not just really? for us, but globally. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I and I ain't hating it. I love it. Yeah. I, I love military movies. I love supporting the military, but it's just an example of that. I've got another one, too, that, again, put me down the rabbit hole. During the assassination of John, John F. Kennedy, there was one reporter that had exclusive access to the events. He was there when JFK got shot. He coined the phrase, grassy knoll. He was at the limo at the hospital... Right when they arrived, Hmm. he was next to the first lady when the president Johnson was sworn in. Mm -hmm. And then he was found dead of apparent suicide. That journalist's name is Merriman Smith. 
Yeah, what are the chances that you're there inside of the president getting shot and then able to get to the hospital and be by his side and then able to get by the first lady? I mean, I just assume that Jackie, was she was under so much security even when they sworn in the other guy, right? To yes. make sure that she was okay. So to have some rando there, like there had to be people up in the chain that was like, yes, he can be there. And he wasn't a part of a big media uh, media outlet at the time. He was a UPI reporter, which is kind of like the AP, but not like CBS or NBC. And the military has their own journalists. So I'm sure that in that situation, they would have just g- gotten someone they trusted, not a civilian. Well, again, that was a moment of precedence happening. Mm-hmm. There was no order, I mean, there was no real plan like there is now. Mm. There wasn't an ambulance following the president like there is now. There wasn't a fire truck on scene where of the president. You know what I mean? Bulletproof car, all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Chilling in a convertible. Tons of precedents were set because of the Kennedy assassination. If it weren't for him, there would none of those things would exist, or it mm-hmm. would have happened to a different person. But the thing that is crazy is that he was dead in his home from a gunshot wound. The New York Times said that he died at 57 of apparent suicide. And here's the me the part that is even more bizarre. He was granted burial in Section 32 of Arlington. What? A civilian? Apparently, he got special permission. He got buried next to his son by special permission of the commanding general of the military district of Washington. Huh. For what he did. Now, civilians are buried there. There's wives buried next to... Well, yes, I understand that there's wives because they... Or husbands. Yes, wives or husbands because they supported them when they they died. So that makes sense that they would be next to them, but not a father-son unless they were in the military. Yeah. That is strange. That is strange. So whatever you want to think, it doesn't exist or does exist. (laughs) I was one of those like, come on, until I went down this rabbit hole, and I'm still going down it, but... Merriman uh, Smith is a fascinating topic to go down. Got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. A little bit of local stop here. And that is, there's a disturbing trend happening. And it's getting worse and worse, hence the trend. And that is a increase of indecent exposures happening in the downtown area. What? Uh-oh. People getting drunk and flashing their wainers. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Police recently booked a man Wednesday afternoon. After a witness said he exposed himself in front of a mother who was with her one-year-old in a stroller. Oh, man. And when the officer did some more investigating, found out he was in the performing a lewd act on himself, which made it more than just exposing yourself. And the police department is saying, hey, there's cameras everywhere. Remember that, especially downtown. And so they can catch you. They said to deter stuff like that, it's important to um, report the crime and then cooperate with the investigation. I get it. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. But 
If you want to deter you. the future of it, that's kind of embarrassing. Because you saw somebody's penis? <laughs> Here's the part that I don't understand about this report. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Clearly, the police feel like it did. Did the person just walk up to them and like... Ah. Right, right. Yuck. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? If somebody, if I'm walking and somebody squares up to me, yeah. I'm either going around them, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get by them, yeah. or I feel like we're going to have a problem. Hmm. Right? Yeah, Those are the only two options. It. And I kicked them in the ding ding. If you were a mom with your stroller, maybe it was harder because what are you going to do? Push your kid into him to move? Right. Uh, I feel just because you're female, there shouldn't be less of a reason for you to be diligent. Well, and your option is still the same. It's not like he sprung out of a tree and landed in front of you. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about squaring up. I'm not going to fight somebody. No, but run. You, n- n- no, I'm not saying fight. But if somebody squares up to you, get away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would run. That's what would happen. You can't and run with a stroller. I wouldn't be. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> well, just push it. three-wheel jogging stroller. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Little Jeep ones. <laughs> Curbs a suggestion stroller. Curbs <laughs> are <a> suggestion. <laughs> stroller life. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. You know, the, the kids that are in those strollers always leave like one foot out. Right, right. And the top right. off. Yeah. And they're with their little vaping bubbles. Because it's a Jeep, so I can just put my feet out and look cool. Yeah. So Burn my ankle. Ooh, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. To me, it's a weird thing. I, if you're walking, and then you can tell when someone's pants are down. I would feel like, yeah, or about to be down. Yeah. If someone's blocking the sidewalk, and you're, and I'm no. So you have so many questions. If you're downtown in the area that they're describing, it's not a great place for a walk with a kid in a stroller, right? Mm-hmm. So it's weird that that's where that was happening. And if you live in that area, you know that that's common. Yeah. And that just seems so bizarre to me. Well, maybe she was downtown, you know, visiting her husband for lunch or something. Bringing the baby. At the prison? Well, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Maybe. Children not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. You can't smuggle babies. That's right. Kid can't see his daddy. Come on. (laughs) Oh, little buddy. Oddly, that's what the, the person that committed the crime said. Oh, Jesus. Daddy. <laughs> Yesterday was media day at the University of Tulsa as we get set for another season inside the American Athletic Conference where Philip Montgomery, the head coach, did note that he has not made a decision yet on the starting quarterback position, has no timetable to name a starter for the Golden Hurricane as they move into the fall portion of their camp coming up in the next week. The returner, Seth Boomer, also Zach Smith, the transfer from Baylor, are the two that figure to be fighting for the starting position there for TU. Travis Gibson, one of the defensive linemen for the University of Tulsa, said that he spent time in Las Vegas with the Von Miller passing a pass rushing academy where he used several new tactics and uh, learned how to study film much better from the pros that Von, Gib- uh, Von Miller had brought in. So Travis Gibson spending some time there with a professional football player in the offseason. Speaking of the NFL, Kevin Byard, over the past two seasons, the most interceptions in the NFL, and the Titans are going to pay him five years, $70.5 million contract extension, including $31 million in guaranteed money for the safety who came to them by way of Middle Tennessee State in the third round of the 2016 draft. Steve Kerr is not happy with the events that transpired to expedite the departure of Anthony Davis from the Pelicans to the Lakers. 
The Warriors head coach said while talking on the Warriors Insider podcast that he was talking specifically about the Anthony Davis situation, said it's, quote, bad for the league where a guy's perfectly healthy and has a couple years left on his deal and says, I want to leave. That's a real problem the league has to address, and the players have to be careful with it. Speaking of the NBA, Zion Williamson's new shoe deal, according to Forbes, somewhere in the neighborhood of seven years, $75 million, which would make him the richest annual rookie shoe deal in NBA history. LeBron James, when he broke into the league, had a shoe deal north of $90 million, but on the per-year average, it's more for Zion who again inks his name with Jordan Brand. And one final note, the Drillers fall last night 2-1 to one to the Frisco Rough Riders back at it tonight. This will be game six of their seven-game road trip. They are now 16-16 and 16 and two games behind first place Springfield there in the Texas League. That's also to Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. This has felt like the last 60 minutes or so, maybe longer, has felt like a lot of negative. Yeah. <laughs> Body farms. Yeah. Unsolicited D. Yes. Yeah. So I, I want to hear something awesome. Oh, lighten the mood a little bit, huh? Yeah, you know we do best and worst than that thing. I just want to hear something awesome. Okay. Anything awesome? Anything awesome. I'm going to start with you, Gimp, because mm-hmm. I know you have something awesome happening. Mm-hmm. Tell me something awesome that's happening. That's happening, like, right now? Well, this moment you're on the air, so <laughs> not right now, but that <laughs> you're looking forward that to. I'm looking forward to. Well, my birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. Right. I'm How about tomorrow? To that one. Tomorrow, I'm off tomorrow. There you go. That's so exciting. Th- yes. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm off because I'm supposed to go to uh, Nationals with the club this weekend, meet up in South Dakota uh, to gather with the uh, national members of the club or whatever. So that's supposed to be awesome, but right. yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, going for your juggalo meeting. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, tell me something awesome. Mine is small, but I don't care because okay. it's awesome to me. Me too. For, um, <laughs> <laughs> for Amazon Prime Day, I bought a new blow dryer that blow dries your hair and curls it at the same time. And so, and anyways, um, I got it and couldn't figure out how to get the plastic thing off. So I finally figured that out this morning and used it. And I loved it because it blew dry my hair fast and it made it soft and it was wonderful. Away. <laughs> I said it was small, but it made me happy. <laughs> That's it was what good news to me. I was like, oh, wonderful. I love this thing. It's like circular. Just go mer, mer. It's wonderful. I don't know what sound you're making. That's a blow dryer sound. Mer. I thought it went. I thought it went. Well, you got a very silent blow dryer, man. Hook me up. It goes fast. And hot. Don't, don't two-hand it. That was weird. Well, you have to. You have to rotate your wrists. <laughs> nope. Yes, you do. That's what it is. You got to rotate your wrist. That's a trick. I want to hear something awesome. Please share it with me. Because a hairdryer and Gimpy on vacation. Well, Gimpy on vacation is actually pretty good. But <laughs> It didn't do it for you? <laughs> no, it kind of did. What do you got then, man? I mean, we went. What do you got that's awesome? I can't think of anything. <laughs> the, the one that popped in my brain uh-huh. was that I learned a new move at karate, 
And okay. I'm looking forward to doing that today. Okay. What is it? It's like an elbow throw thing. I don't know. Oh, I, I just I don't know the cool technical name. Can, can you demonstrate on Sam? No, I don't want to get my Tifa's knocked out. <laughs> Need dentures. I don't think he's going to hit you. It's, it's an elbow throw, right? Yeah, is that what you said? Bows. <laughs> kind of. See, this is why I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Everybody's got something silly. Sam's wasn't that exciting, right? I it's mean, exciting so, to me. Yeah. As long as it's exciting to you, that's what matters. This is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I need something awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty excited that we're number one. Hell Again, yeah. Again. Hell yeah. Still yeah, number one. It's going to be hard to beat. The others are just jelly. Yeah. They're was, having major FOMO. I was super excited to send you the gift, the we the best gift. Like, I got genuinely stoked to send that. Because I felt like it was the perfect one. You know, that is an awesome thing. When you find, like, the perfect gift it, or gift. And gift. And, yeah, you yeah, find yeah. the perfect gift for that someone's too. pretty nice, too. But, re- like, responding to the t- a text with the perfect gift, that that brings me joy, too. Like a little spark. Gifts do make me pretty happy sending them. Yeah. I pride myself in finding the right one or the most alarming one. This one here got a text that says, good news, I got a promotion and a 20% race. Right. I think I'm in Ray's, but race is good, too. Clearly, they don't work in the grammar department. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Congratulations, buddy. I'll I'll give you an example of something I saw that Mm -hmm. that I was like, that's awesome, Mm -hmm. is I saw that there's a guy in town who is a minister, and he travels to uh, senior living facilities to like a traveling minister for those, so those people, because most of those people can't get out. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. Right. So they can get their church on in their nursing home or whatever. I am not a giant religious person, but I see that and I'm like, that is literally the Lord's work right there. Yeah. Like you are being inconvenienced to spread the word. Being a good buddy. Traveling all over Northeast Oklahoma. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good in a time when we don't get a lot of good news. Right. Good for you, man. That, that, that is, I'm not jelly, but. Hmm. I'm like, that's awesome. And I would, I, in my mind, I'm almost like, I would love to go with you one day. Just to hang out? Just to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Because p- people that are in senior living facilities. Need are, company. D- they just want to talk to someone other than Gertrude again and get another STD. Yeah. Talk to the same nurse that they've met four times this week. Uh, 918-460-KMOD is the phone number. I want to hear something awesome. Maybe, Your good news. Y- yeah, whatever the good news is that or good thing that you're looking forward to. Uh, let's go to Brian. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hi, Brian. How are you? Awesome. Thanks, Brian. It's awesome. He got a new phone. He hasn't figured it out yet. Right. He doesn't exactly know how the volume works. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's just super excited about his new phone. He's he's speechless is what it is. He's just speechless. That's one of those things in life that's super annoying, by the way. What? New phone? When you call someone and you're trying to talk to them and and you're like, uh, and you're like, hey, can you hear me? And they're like, yeah, because I refuse to say this word. Can you hear me now? Mm -hmm. I refuse to say it. (laughs) Because what you don't say it once. It's like, you know, when you get a pair of tongs, you got to hit the tongs twice. Like, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I hate it. I'm just, (laughs) I just go, Hello? Hello, and I here's my rule. I say it three times, and then I hang up. If you haven't figured it out by three, then it, but I don't know if it's conversation in no, your phone. It's not you haven't figured it out. It's there's clearly a problem. I'm gonna reinitiate the situation. So I hang up. 
I wait a minute because mm-hmm. I don't want to get stuck in the vortex of not calling each other. Mm-hmm. And then I try to call. Oh, so you wait the minute so in case they're trying to call you is what yes, you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. what happens is they both try to call and you get stuck in voicemail hell. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you? I am great. How are you guys? Good, Heather. What? Tell me something awesome. I'm going to be a grandma in December. Oh, that's great, buddy. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Have it's you, my first grandbaby. And have you found out, is it a boy or girl? It is a boy. Oh, oh boy's is, so cute. I, I never thought I'd be so excited to be a grandma. Right. <laughs> it's all the uh, fun of having a kid, but none of the responsibility, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've now, had four kids that I've raised, so this is great. <laughs> you sound not old enough to be a grandma. Well, I'm 41. That's young. Yeah, girl. You're a guilt. <laughs> How about this? You're oh. a grandma like before I was almost a, a dad. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought about that listening to you talking about your babies the other day. Yeah. But um, no, I started early, and uh, yeah, my daughter's 19, and her and her fiance, they've been together for years and years, so I'm very, very happy. I can't wait to have a grandson. That's awesome. Congratulations, Heather. Thank you so much. All right. See you later. That's the type of thing. Anytime I hear someone's having a kid, mm-hmm. I just, I think it's so awesome. I don't. <laughs> just kidding. Because you're jelly. You're jelly. You think yeah. it's awesome. You're just. I'm just jealous. Just, yes. Yeah. That's true. Because it's this awesome thing of like, one, you're complete unknown. You literally have no idea the grenade that's growing inside you. Oh, God. Because it's going to blow up your life. Right? And, and it's and also awesome. No one's ever heard that before. Right, no, but it's like watching a train wreck about to happen. Oh, my God. Like you're on the side of the road. You're oh, like, my oh, my God. God. Here it goes. This is awesome. That's not helpful. Yeah, well, I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you what people think. Now <sighs> I know why everybody said that to me. Uh, let's go to Murphy. Hi, Murphy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, man. Tell me something awesome. Uh, it's awesome for me as I started my new position at my job here in uh, Greenleaf at Park Hill. And uh, I'm loving it here, and I get to listen to you guys every morning. That's what's awesome for me. Right on, man. Congratulations. Thank you so much, buddy. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. See you later. Um, Try Brian again. Hi, Brian. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. Tell me something. Wait, did you get a new phone? Is that your news? (laughs) Uh, No, I actually just turned the Bluetooth off. Um, My awesome thing was taking the grandson fish and... I thought that was awesome until I found out he caught his first fish. He put a hot dog on that freaking thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, over there with, I'm over there with lures and this and that, and he puts a hot dog on a baitcaster and catches a striper. How big? And I thought that was just freaking awesome. How big of a striper was it? About a pound and a half. Oh, that ain't so bad. Did you make him kiss it? Ah, uh, no, we just let it go. Yeah, because it's not a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Brian. Have a good day, bud. Hey, you too. See you Bye. later, man. Yeah, no, you guys just want to believe it's a thing because you both got tricked. No, it's a thing. <laughs> I didn't use any tongues, so it's okay. David is on. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Corbin. And you? Good, sir. What do you think? What is uh, something awesome? Um, well, my, I can talk. Um, if, you, if you've never lost your voice for an extended period of time, you uh, won't realize the importance of simply being able to speak to people and portray yourself verbally rather than text messages or something that doesn't show any type of emotion at all. So I'm extremely excited about that. You're very grateful to have your voice back. Absolutely. How did you lose it? Um, 
I tripped over a rock and it fell out and I couldn't find it. Huh? I lost you. Sorry. Trying to be funny. Yeah. You let me know when you start so I can pay attention better because I would hate to miss you being funny. I, I certainly will. Well, I guess I'm out of uh, practice. Being right. funny, not being able to talk. Must be. But anyway, uh, I just I had some throat issues uh, uh, about centuries back and. So everything's great now. What a blessing it is to be able to walk across my backyard and have my grandson not whisper to me. Because we were walking across the backyard one day, and he started whispering to me. And I said, why are you doing that? And he said, well, that's that's what you do. Yeah, you do match who you're talking to. That makes sense. So I, 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 I'm so proud to be able to tell him I love him, and he doesn't say what now. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you, David. You have a great day, man. Have, have a good day. See you later, man. Bye. Good luck finding your voice. <laughs> Sam totally missed it, too. <laughs> right. Huh? Your voice box doesn't fall out from a rock. Right, but oh. you said lost, and he had to throw in the dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my daughter's softball season is over, and no more living in Holiday Inns every weekend. God uh, bless you. Yeah, right. God bless every softball parent out there that has to go and sit for every game. Are you still doing soccer? No. No, we, there's a No, no, we're not. <laughs> I'm doing you my best to on hold something I there. guess I did. Yeah, that was wow. a nerve. What happened? Yeah, you shouldn't have asked that. Well, I do I don't know if I want to know what happened. The, the, they took my money. That's basically it. Oh, that sucks. That's, I'm not going to go into it because I will not be able to stop my mouth once it starts. <laughs> well, you ain't got enough room I've on got the a button. giant, stupid mouth. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin the future opportunities my child has because of my idiot moment. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, she's doing dance now. Oh, that's which cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which was more adorable, watching her kick a ball around or watching her ballerina around? Well, if you've watched any four-year-old ever kick a soccer ball, mm-hmm. it's not fun. But oh. dance is totally adorable. I think little little kids like when they're so small and they have the little socks on and the knee the shin pads it's so cute. Just trying like the ball's big. It's hard for them. It's yeah. so cute. But there's always one kid well, who's super ridiculous mm-hmm. and is like takes like has to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, they're, then they're not learning or doing anything. There's not really any education going on there. It's like here, stay in within the boundaries, cats. Yeah, like it's cute for probably three minutes, but if you do that for hours, it wouldn't be as cute. I bet. Uh, something awesome that's happening with me is I finally saved enough money to afford a nice, expensive engagement ring for my girlfriend, and will soon be engaged. That's fantastic. Great Jeff? for you. Not Jeff! Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, why are you texting this? For real. <laughs> why is that your number? Should we give out the guy's numbers <laughs> so his girl can hear? <laughs> uh, let's see. Something awesome. There was somebody that said that they won 20, 20 grand at the casino last week. Dude, that, that, that's awesome for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, that's what this is about. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Just, I'm extremely jealous. Uh, you listen, you got like $400 coming in 90 days. <laughs> Maybe. Ish. Maybe. Ish. You could prove that it was yours and you didn't right. spend the money at Hobby Lobby. Right, right. <laughs> All my Dollar Tree items. <laughs> right. That's what's going to give you away, Gibby. Right, You're like, right. no one will suspect me at Hobby Lobby. Right. But you couldn't resist the dollar store, could you? I couldn't, man. Now my house is all decorated in $1 items. Oh, send it to Archer. I don't know my birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, 
Somebody said they found out they were pregnant, which I think is awesome. Good for them. Uh, this is one that is awesome. Uh, I'll be able to afford to take my son on vacation for his 10th birthday. Well, were you going to go and not take him? Right? <laughs> is that my parents I texting have a, in? Yeah, right. I have a plus one now. I like this one. Me and my boyfriend told each other we loved each other for the first time last night. Adorable. Gentlemen, hello? Gay! <laughs> I'm happy for you, girl. How do you know it's from a girl? Well, if, oh, it's, oh, real. <laughs> if it's you and you're... <laughs> no, it's wonderful. That's like the that's like such a special, like wonderful time in your relationship when you first say it. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. There's one that trumps all that. I finally get a divorce from my wife and she gave me the kids and everything. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, something awesome for me is my beautiful baby boy is finally trying to talk and smile so big when you say I love you. The last part's awesome. The first part is not so funny because mm. it won't stop. They don't shut up. A lot of kids stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another one that came in I thought was really good. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm excited about a beard competition. Yeah. Are oh you? Oh, my God. How do you get excited about a beard competition? Well... Pull your suspenders up. You get your beer wax. Right. Get that single skinny tie. Uh-huh. Yep. And then you say, go me. I love this face hair. <laughs> I'm going to style it. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to curl it. And I'm going to win this competition. That's how you do that. Is that, is that how you do it? Yeah, that's how you do it. We Sorry. can ask Gimby. Uh, you think he would, would be in one? Oh, my God. I think this has to be playing underneath. Right. Oh I, I think I think it has to go like this. I'm excited about a beard competition. <laughs> Can I get a Heineken? <laughs> oh my god! Uh. There's like 85 stupid tracks in here from Mumford and Sons. I was like, ah, oh, yes, I don't know the right song. I'll just guess. Well, any of them would work. <laughs> they, they all sound exactly yeah, right. You cannot here, go wrong. Listen, here, here's what I'll do. I will play a couple different ones. Okay. Right? And will you tell me if which one is the right one. Well, let me do the thing, and then you play it. Okay. I'm excited about my beard competition coming up. <laughs> right? Okay. All I'll right. Play, now I'll play a completely different one. I'm excited about my beard competition coming up. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to scroll. Okay. Okay. I'm excited about my beard competition coming up. <laughs> uh, listen, we got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show. The big man morning show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS, and then what you want to say to 82945. Uh, let's see, Sam, I'm going to give you your choice again. Uh, Epstein, that's okay. the molester guy, and this is something different than what we talked about this morning about him being found unconscious or whatever, almost died, suicide attempt, blah, blah, blah. Not that. Okay. Something else that would fall in line with Conspiracy Thursday. Or, we're oddly, uh, flashing, but not what we've talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to go with flashing. I'm tired of Epstein. 
So there is this video that's circling, uh, surfacing of this woman, and she's going for a jog. And as she's going for a jog, this man apparently pulls out his junk and flashes her. Uh-huh. And she turns around and chases him down. <laughs> what a brave She's trying to, well, hold on. I'll tell you why in a second. She tries to, like, get him to stay where he's at, and she's trying to call 911. She grabs him by the wrist. He breaks free. He then flails his arms in an attempt to get away, and then he runs in the opposite direction. The man was described as having dark hair with a receding hairline. Oh, hey, if you're going to be a flasher. Oh, <laughs> you sure? I'm just saying. <laughs> didn't say balding and tubby. Right. <laughs> they didn't describe Good a Fred points. Durst hat. You're fine. Right. It wasn't wearing a red. Mm-hmm. And they said running. Right. The, uh, she is a former Israeli soldier. Oh, hell. And when you see her, like, the pic- this isn't a good picture of it she's ridiculously fit yeah she is ridiculously fit get a girl see and that's the thing when you do stuff like that you don't know who you're doing it to prime example israeli soldier you think she's just some dame right she's some dame that can kill you with her bare hands the other thing that i was thinking about is how do you do that as a man, mm. not man morally, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Of course, that should be the obvious question. I'm talking physically mm-hmm. because uh, when I go running, I'll put chapstick in my pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And occasionally while I'm running, I will put chapstick on. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird, I like chapstick. I don't know what to tell you. And because I don't want to lick my lips while I'm running. Again, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I have a mental problem. <laughs> anyway, sometimes it's tough to grab the chapstick while I'm running. Okay, or like if you have your phone in your pocket, yes. and you have headphones, and you're like, yes. I want to switch this song. It's not motivating me yes. to find it, and then you know, like you slow down to have to like thumb through it. Yeah, I don't know how he grabbed the mouse and got him out of the house. <laughs> I think you start running with your hand on the mouse. Ooh, even that is weird. Like if I was like, and then I had to do that. And I, yeah, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Uh, it's yeah. If I saw somebody running like that down the street, though, if I was driving by, I'd be like, oh, he's adjusting himself. He's got, he's a savage that, like, isn't even being polite about it, but that's what I would think. I can tell you where his mind was. I mean, besides, I can tell you what his thought process was. What? Well, she'll look at it. If she looks at it, that's on her. (laughs) Maybe. Why are you looking at my crotch? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, why do you have your ding dong out? Yeah, <laughs> I agreed. You're bringing attention to it. It's agreed. in my eyesight, stupid. Why are you? Why is my crotch in your eyesight? Because you're in front of my face. No, they're on opposite sides of the running path. Still, I have peepers that look around, and this is my whole scenery, and your D's included in that, and that's my space. I'm just telling you where his mindset was. Yeah, you psychopath, savage. It's not like I got in front of her. It's not like I shook it at her. Right. Still. Freeze. It's, it's, it's not like that. It's in my view. Grab the baton. Can't do that. Relay. Was it relay race, right? No. Wrong. Weird. You can't do that. Yeah. No, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's illegal. And I'm glad that she, I, like I said, when I was in the military, I did tactical takedowns. And I felt like after taking that class for a week that I could apply that to people and it doesn't work like that. You have to train for it. You have to be super good at it and super duper confident to be able to apply it to somebody else and feel like you'll be successful. The last part of that is the most important. Mm-hmm. 
you have to have the confidence in what you can do. Right. Because if, if you don't, it's going to be evident, yeah. not just from the person you're doing it, but in just in your technique and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you like try to, you know, pull a thumb back or whatever and get scared of the person. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I don't even remember what the takedown move was, but I do know that I was grabbing somebody by, like, just barely applying pressure to their thumb, and it was making them go where I wanted. Mm. In the class, we practiced on each other. Right. Here's the problem with that scenario is those people know where to go. Also, they're strong, so they just pull their thumb back, and I'm not strong. Right, or I could fight you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You I could, could resist. You could punch me really hard with the other hand. Again, I took the class, and I was like, uh, no one's going to mug me. That like, ha- yeah, that happens to me in karate I, class. I felt like I got this, and then I tried to apply it, and I was like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't uh, work. That happen- just go back to taking pictures. <laughs> that happens to me in the class that I'm taking. Mm. Is that you think you're, like, you're doing it. Like, yeah, I can, I can kick. Great, let's do a real-life scenario. Oh, okay, I'm going to go full strength. You try to do X, Y, Z. Okay, no. Yeah, right. Well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, you would definitely win against me. Okay. Yeah, you would. You will definitely beat a girl. The point I'm trying to make is, you're right, you can do it the whole time. Mm -hmm. You can play duck hunt all you want, but if you don't actually ever go fire your weapon, Mm -hmm. you're not going to know what it's like. No. Yeah, she's a badass. Yes. Because uh, if someone did that to me, I, I would only scream and run. Be like, penis! He's showing his penis! Because <laughs> if I say help, I mean, like, maybe some heads would turn. But if you yell penis, like, what is going on? I feel like you're more apt to get help. Like, that you know how they say if you're attention. getting raped, scream fire? Because people, like, are more likely to come help in a fire than help in a situation you're saying help. Because they're like, oh, I could be in danger, too. So, you you know, if anything bad's happening to you, huh. if you get raped or why, whatever. Why, why don't you just scream mm, rape? Uh, I don't as know. As opposed to fire. Well, because. Or uh, help. Yeah, but honestly, if somebody else is getting raped uh-huh. in an alley somewhere and she's screaming, I'm getting raped, I would be scared to go help. Cause I, I, you would be scared if someone yelled fire. No. Or help. Or help. <laughs> no, help, You're I You're afraid of the elevator. That is a deep emotional scar, Corbin, and I can't believe you just used that against me. I'm you just son of a bitch! I'm just using it as a context. <laughs> you don't like precarious situations like that. Right, but okay, this is just what they told me, and, you know, I don't even know... Where I've learned this, but you're supposed to, that's what you're supposed to do. In order to get help, you yell fire. I think you've got that switched. No, I don't. Because if you yell rape. Or help. Let's just say help. No, I'm saying rape would be a good enough term to get everybody's attention. For real. Help is a word you hear a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, do, you do you need help getting across the street? Do you need help with your groceries? No, you it's know? not that. That's not like from what I learned, it's not that. It's not, oh, I need help with my groceries. People are just scared of help because if someone's got a gun and is mugging yeah. you, you're not going to do anything yeah. if you don't have a weapon. So Public service. If someone's got a gun to your head, don't yell help. Don't yell anything. That right. won't help your cause. Well, if you're trying to get people's attention, whatever it is, if, the situation I'm saying is, if someone's got a gun to your head, that's not the best idea is to get more attention. You're right. supposed to yell fire instead of help because other people are more likely to come feel like they can be a hero and help in a fire than being helped that and their makes, worst thing that is makes going on sense mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. it sounded like you said it the other way i thought you i thought i heard you say it the other way don't no. yell fire yell help that's what i thought you said no you're supposed to yell fire not help because people feel like they can help in fire yeah. situations that yes yeah. i agree with that yeah yeah 
or rape if you're getting raped. You should, I guess that would help too. But even it, I've been in Walmart or whatever and some, I've heard kids yell help. But, and then you go look and it's, you know, they're being weird or teenage girls because mm-hmm. yeah. someone took their phone. But you investigate? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If I hear somebody's in peril, I'm nosy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> May not help, yeah. but at least My phone's recording. I'm just no. trying to get evidence. I'm nosy as hell in a Walmart with lights and people around. But right. if you give me a dark alley and someone's yelling help, mind my own business. I when are you like, near a dark alley? I don't, well. What a, what a you know, Batman comic book scenario. What are you, when are you well, near a dark alley? Downtown. Yeah, exactly. When? No, like, no, yeah. no, no. When? Like, you are not going down 4th Street. I don't know what that is. It's a street is. downtown. Well, I'm saying I don't know where it is. I'm just saying that it's you're not going four. down a street where those dark alleys are. You are never, you're never down there. That's not true. When I walk from the BOK Center to where, like, me and my boyfriend park, it's like we pass dark alleys, and I get closer to him and hold his hand, and if I was walking alone, I would be scared. Walk past that bus station when it's dark. Yeah, that is scary, actually. The bus station's dark? When it's dark, I'm walking oh, past outside. the bus station. Yeah, yeah I, th- if I was walking alone, I would be scared. And if I was, you know, to get mugged or raped or whatever, I would yell fire. So people would come help me. And if I heard someone yelling help back there, sorry, I'm too scared. I'll dial 911 <laughs> for you, but... Isn't yelling fire when there's no fire a crime? I don't know. Myth, I, well, I maybe it is. I, but I don't know I, if it's a bit. It's, I think it's, insinu- it's insinuating panic or it's um, something like that. Hold on. Maybe you're right. If you do that in a, a you know large group of people and you're trying to troll. But if I'm getting raped and I'm just trying to get someone to help me, I doubt they're going to be like, hey, rape victim, you shouldn't have yelled fire because there wasn't one. We're going to charge you now, too. Be like, I right, but if you weren't get getting raped and you were being overdramatic, right? If I felt like I needed help, I don't feel like the police officers would charge me. Mm. Even if I was being dramatic, I don't care. I'm not risking it. Right. If someone's like, I'm just joking. I'm not mugging you. I don't care. Why not yell bomb? Bomb, 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 bomb. Well, because I wouldn't, if I, I wouldn't go help if there was a bomb. I'd be like, where? You won't help. You've already established you won't go help either way. I think the average person that hears bomb is not going to go investigate where the bomb is. That's even worse. Because if a bomb's going off, I want to be far, far away. Yeah. I probably would go to help get people away. I don't know if I would go to investigate the bomb. No right. way. In mm. my head, it's like, oh, there's a, there's a timer counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. I don't want to be anywhere near Like it's near Mission that. Impossible, like right. it's happening right then? Yeah. What's a scenario you would help? A dangerous situation you would help in? Well, we've established that if there is a Amber Alert, I will kick in a window. That will happen. Uh, and, and, um... I would help in a fire as long as I didn't have to go in the building, I guess. That so was then what fire. would you be helping doing? You, you'd be relying on someone else. You'd be assisting someone else helping. No, but like if there was, you know. Come on out. Come on. <laughs> hey. If, the, bees. if there's like a fire on the top, you know, floor and I would go in the lobby and help assist people out. If there's any old people and help walking or something like that. At that point, like that. what are you helping? When they're almost outside, what are you doing? I mean, I'm holding the door for them. Besides being yeah. in the way. Yeah, I'm holding the door for them and like helping, you know, Granny with her walker on my arm, getting her out quicker. Before so get, making her unstable without her walker. No, I'm helping Broken her. Broken hip, killing her. Before right. the backdraft hits, stupid. The backdraft at the doors. Why is there a backdraft? The doors open. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're like, you know, sliding or rotating doors. There so. you go. But there's that, the air pattern is works. very confusing. It is. It is. So you would you would be assisting others that are already helping. 
Uh, yes. I mean, honestly, I'm not qualified for anything else. So I would just be in people's way. <laughs> if there was any other situation, they'd be like, can you stop because you're, you're impeding on like what's actually going on? At least you're honest about it where I'm completely ignorant to it. I know I, I don't know I would be in the way. I would think I'm actually helping. Hey, buddy, please stop mugging her. She doesn't deserve it. You don't need that. I'm carrying somebody out. They're like, I just drop the... The bread. I can't find my cat. What are you so upset for? Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. Find out what everybody learned. Start with Sam. Sam, what did you learn today? I learned that you get paid to be a pole magician. God, why did I have student loans? <laughs> and Gimpy's been kissing fishes since he was 16. <laughs> Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned that whoever stole my money is probably still uh, still spending it on weed and booze, which is all right. And uh, you're not cool unless you show your wiener. Uh, I learned that no one would have guessed that Sam would be running away from penis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Texter. Uh, and I also learned that Gimpy's got the Fago on ice. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Ready for his weekend. Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> uh, good morning. What'd you learn today? Go ahead. Good morning. What'd you learn today? Yeah, today I learned uh, I'll sign whatever waiver I have to for Sam to do this tactical thumb takedown. At the patio party tomorrow. Take <laughs> down, <laughs> and also as disturbing as that story was, I'd buy my Rock Home tickets right now if Cadaver Farm was headlining next year. <laughs> uh, it's Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. I'm Seaman Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and raw with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total douchebag. Total, total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa.